UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University College Football. We're minutes away from today's kickoff, and it's time for the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. A comprehensive look at this Lions football game and a chat with Coach Tyler Hopperton. And now, the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Blake Watson. Blake will be joining me here in just a little bit on this afternoon's pregame show. It's homecoming day here at Mount St. Joe University, where the Lions are going to be back at home, a place that they have not won at this year, at a 2-2 two and two record, 1-1 one and one in the Heartland Conference after their victory last week over Manchester, 31-14. to They're going to be hosting the Hanover Panthers, who are coming in off of their first victory of the year a week ago. And, boy, did they take out their frustrations losing their first three of the season? They beat Anderson last week, 64 to 21. Their record coming into this afternoon's ball game, one and three overall, and they are also one and one in the Heartland Conference. We'll go over the standings coming up here in just a little bit on this homecoming edition of the pregame show here this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Glad to have you along with us here from Schuler Field. It is just a beautiful. Final Saturday afternoon for the month of September. It's hard to believe that the season got underway at the beginning of this month on September 2nd. And here on September 30th, the month of September is going to come to a close for the Lions. And they will either be one game up in their overall record and in their conference record or one game down at the end of this one heading to Rose-Holman next week. And that is a 2 o'clock kickoff next week, and we'll have that for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. We apologize for the logistical problems that we had last week. We were unable to bring you the Manchester game, but that was a good game for the Lions. As we said, they pulled it out 31-14 to to up their season mark to 2-2, two and two, break their two-game losing streak, and get back on their winning ways. But here this afternoon, they are going to be looking for their first home victory of the season, and they're going to be doing it on homecoming and also on a day that they are going to be inducting four people into the 2017 Mount St. Joseph University Athletics Hall of Fame. Tom Bill from the 98 baseball team. He was a leader in hits and slugging percentage from 1995 through 1998. He was a top recruit coming out of high school. He'll be inducted in. Mark Source from the 2001 baseball and football team. He was a two-sport athlete. Sorsch is an impact player, or was an impact player, for both the baseball and football teams at the Mount. Katie Straub-Young from the softball team of 2004 and 5. She was a valuable member of those two teams. She still holds the record for the number of innings pitched in a season with 157 and a third. The number of strikeouts in a year, 121. The number of games started at 22. She was just a workout horse for those teams then. And Michael Schuster is going to get the champion award here this afternoon. He is an MCA architect, has been involved in designing facilities all across Cincinnati at Clark Martisori, DePaul Cristo Ray High School, McNicholas High School, and Northern Kentucky University, along with the Mount. Michael's a longtime friend of the university, and he's been a dedicated benefactor since to the year 2000. So those four will be inducted into the Hall of Fame here this afternoon, and of course with all the homecoming festivities, we'll be bringing those to you also. But the big news this week... Here at the Mount was the fact that interim head coach 
Ty Hopperton is no longer interim. It's been taken off of his name. He is now the head football coach for the foreseeable future. And he became officially the fifth head coach at the Mount on Tuesday when they announced his hiring. And obviously, Hop was very, very excited about getting the job full-time. I mean, obviously, it feels really good. You know, it's exciting exciting for me and exciting, you know, for, um, you know, my fiance and my, and my family. But, you know, ultimately it's exciting for the program. You know, the, our, our players and coaches have done a great job of, of dealing with a lot of the changes that, you know, um, I led and, and was instilling even in, in, in the, uh, interim role. So it was exciting to, to see that the administration and, and our program was, you know, behind a lot of those changes and are taking those pretty well. So, um, but, you know, Selfishly, it's exciting for me. You know, I'm obviously uh, very happy, and it's a you know a dream come true. Yeah, obviously, Hop was excited about getting the job. Who wouldn't be? You know, this is his first head coaching position. He's been here for 12 years, and he wanted the job, and now he's got the job. And we'll talk to him more about that and this afternoon's ball game coming up later on in our pregame show. Well, the Lions played well last week. Quarterback Chayton Tomlin, he threw for 225 yards. And coming into this afternoon's ballgame, Tomlin's done a good job as the sophomore QB. He's thrown 11 TD passes, four interceptions this year. But the bad news for the Lions heading into this one, well, it's the Nuke Presswood injury. He rushed for 121 yards, but he's out today with a strained MCL. And we'll see his status coming up later on in the year. He'll have an MRI coming up later on this week. And then that'll dictate just when Presswood will be coming back into the lineup. So that means Corey Hastings is going to get a bulk of the duty at running back here this afternoon. And last year against this team, well, he did an outstanding job against Hanover over in Indiana because Hastings had almost 50 yards rushing in last year's ballgame. The Lions have won four straight over Hanover with their last loss coming in the 2012 season, 28-24. to the Panthers, though, have found recent success in the Heartland Conference, winning four of their last six conference games dating back to last season. So you want to take a look at that. And, of course, the last time a team came in here off of a victory, well, that was DePaul, and DePaul ended up beating Mount St. Joe in the second game of the season. Matt Theobald is the Panthers' head coach. He came over from Franklin. That's his alma mater where he was the defensive coordinator and recruiting coordinator for three seasons. In his second year, he's got a record so far in his career of five wins against nine losses. And Ty Hopperton, now officially the head coach. We can take interim off of that. He is 2-2 two and two in his career record. And as I said last year, well, the Lions went to Indiana and beat Hanover easily 42-6 to in last year's contest. We're going to talk with Coach Ty Hopperton coming up a little bit later on, but also offensive lineman Max Swoboda. We'll do all that and have the homecoming festivities here from Schuler Field when we return right after this timeout. A dental sealant is a thin coating that's painted on teeth. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help prevent cavities in children. Sealants prevent the most cavities when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age 6 for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to nine years. They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. 
Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Dave Mitchell back here at Schuler Field, where this afternoon the Mount St. Joe Lions are getting set to take on Hanover in the football game here this, this afternoon, the Heartland Conference contest here today. Hanover 1-3, and three, they're 1-1 one and one in conference play. Same as the Lions 1-1, one and one, but St. Joe is at 2-2 two and two overall. A lot of uh, college football action in Division 1, top 25 going on here this afternoon. Last night there was a big game. Washington State pulled out the upset over USC last night, 30-27. to And today there's a lot of action. I actually had the opportunity yesterday, heading up to the Roger Bacon game, to do that one, uh, to see the Marshall University buses coming into Cincinnati, of course, across uh, 74. And they were getting the police escort on 75, heading to Cincinnati, where they're going to be playing today against the Bearcats, that'll be tonight at 7 o'clock. And Ohio State is going to be taking on Rutgers tonight also. That will be in New Jersey at 7.30. Elsewhere in top 25 college football today, Division One, number 2 Clemson is at number 12 Virginia Tech. Number 24 Mississippi State will be at number 13 Auburn. Those games are tonight. And also getting underway about an hour ago, Northwestern is at number 10 Wisconsin. We don't have a score on that one as of yet. At 3.30 this afternoon in the SEC, number 7 Georgia will be at Tennessee. Florida State is at Wake Forest, also at 3.30. At 8 o'clock tonight, number 15 Oklahoma State will be at Texas Tech. And at 9 o'clock this evening, number 1 Alabama is going to host Ole Miss. Now, last week in the Heartland Conference, taking a look at the scores, Franklin defeated Bluffton 59-30 to in a high-scoring affair. But you want to talk about high-scoring? It was the victory by Hanover over Anderson, 64-21. to and Rose Holman defeated Defiance 37-14. to Meanwhile, it was Mount St. Joe winning their football game at Manchester 31-14. to So that means the standings heading into today's game. You've got two teams at the top of the Heartland Conference. Rose Holman and Franklin, each at 2-0. and Then comes Mount St. Joe, Anderson, Bluffton, and Hanover, all at 1-1. Manchester 0-1, Earlham 0-1. And Defiance is at 0-2 on the year. So what's going to happen today? Well, all the games are at 1.30 this afternoon. Bluffton's got the day off. So starting at the same time that we do, Manchester will be playing at Franklin. Earlham is at Defiance. And Rose Holman will be playing at Anderson. And don't forget, we'll be at Rose Holman next week to take on the Engineers. But one of the big stories this year has been the offensive line for the Mount St. Joe Lions. They have come together coming into the season. They had question marks at tackles, but Coach Ty Hopperton and his coaching staff have solved that mystery. The offensive line has done a good job protecting for Chayton Tomlin, and we had an opportunity to catch up with one of those offensive linemen, Max Svoboda. Of course, he's a two-time state champion from Cincinnati Moeller, and he is a senior offensive lineman. We talked with Max earlier this week. Max, thanks for joining us here on the pregame. First of all, how's your senior year been going so far? Uh, it's, it's been going great, you know. Um, it's, you know, my last go about the whole thing. So it's it's definitely a lot of more emotions. Uh, it's a little stressful because it is a little bit harder in school, you know, that being my senior year and whatnot. But it's definitely exciting. You know, it feels great. I definitely feel like a senior, but um, I definitely – 
I definitely have a little bit more confidence going into you know my senior year definitely but things been great you know I've been I've been enjoying it definitely you happy that Hop got the job full time yeah absolutely absolutely you know um, you know I had you know Coach Huber the last three years and definitely one of the best coaches I've ever had but um, you know when when you know Coach Huber you know resigned and whatnot I, we all knew Hop was the guy next man up like. And that was such a sigh of relief once they said that, you know, Hop was the new head coach because I was not wanting to go into my senior year, you know, not knowing any of the coaches. Um, so it was definitely a sigh of relief. You know, I really enjoy this coaching staff, you know, a lot of youth in it, you know, a lot of energy. So it is a little bit of change of pace uh, compared to the last few years, but I definitely enjoy Coach Hop, you know, so it's it's been fun. Well, going into this afternoon, record two and two. Obviously, you're not happy with the two and two record, but how do you feel the progress of the team has been? I mean, it's been good. Uh, you know, we've been flying around. You know, practices have been you know intense. Uh, yeah, like you said, you know, we went two and two, and you know that's not where we want to start off at. Uh, but it's something we can work on. We we know what we're capable of by this point. So. Mm-hmm. And then also things are clicking as well. So the execution is definitely getting there. Um, but I'm definitely confident going into week five that, you know, we may be two and two, but we, we know what we need to do to win. And You know, a lot, a lot of people know that when you come up to the line of scrimmage, the center calls out the blocking assignments. So when you're going up to the line of scrimmage and you listen to what he's doing, what are you listening for and then what is it that you do? Uh, yeah, so – uh, the center, you know, he'll, he'll make the point for the linebacker, and once we get that, you know, that linebacker, that's who we're supposed to be working to, that pretty much sets up the rest of the line. Uh, so a lot of times, especially with Zen, um, you know, we got to be careful for, like, slants and whatnot. So it's all about knowing where the guy we're working to and also knowing, you know, like the DN and knowing that there's a, a one technique right next to you. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much just knowing where the uh, knowing where the linebackers were working to and just things just kind of fall into place. Everybody knows Chayton is a mobile quarterback. Is it tough to block for a mobile quarterback like him? Uh, I mean, sometimes uh, it can be, but it, at the same time we do know that he, he can scramble. So it's, it's more or less up to us, to, you know, to keep blocking until we know, like, the whistle's blown or yeah. we see the ball in the air because we know that he can make a lot of plays with his feet. And that's that's a great thing about having a mobile quarterback like Chayton. So it's definitely it's definitely a little bit tougher, but we just got to know we just got to block for that extra second or two. So we're, we get used to it over the over the weeks. Max, what are you studying? Uh, I'm a criminology major. What do you hope to do when you get out of school? Uh, the plan was, you know, to become a cop and work my way up, but um, I'm not really too sure right now. I'm I'm getting a minor in business administration, so I'm looking to to use that because eventually the plan is for me to eventually own my own, you know, be the head of my own private security agency. I think that would be cool. So yeah. Well, good luck. Thanks, and good luck this afternoon. Yeah, thank you, sir. Could you imagine Max Swoboda part of a? Uh private security agency 6'2 265 pounds just showing up behind you and saying excuse me sir what are you doing here that'd be a little scary and that's what the defense has to worry about this afternoon for Hanover because Swoboda is going to try to open up a lot of holes here this afternoon 
for Corey Hastings, who's going to be the starting running back today, because Nuke Presswood is out of the ball game with that strained MCL. We'll find out what his status is for the rest of the year coming up later on next week. But good news, Colby Webb is going to be back in the lineup. Colby Webb has been out the last couple of weeks with that groin injury, and he can't do anything more to it than the being that this is his senior year. He's just going to gut it out and play, and he'll be back at the linebacker position, and he'll play as long as he can. We'll match up Hanover and Mount St. Joe for this afternoon's homecoming game. We're about 15 minutes away from the kickoff, and we'll talk to head coach Ty Hopperton. We'll do all that when we continue after this. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Enbridge reminds you to call 811 or click before you dig. Visit Enbridge.com slash 811 to learn more. Well, Hanover coming into this afternoon's ball game, they are one and three, one and one in conference play. Last year they were four and six, and they were an even Steven four and four in the Heartland Conference. This year they are 0 and two on the road, and they are one and one at home. Matt Theobald in his second year as head coach of the Panthers, five and nine overall in his career, and of course the Panthers are coming off of that big 64-21 victory last week over Anderson. They scored more than 60 points at home for the first time in nearly 20 years in that ball game, and they controlled the running game on both sides of the ball, rushing for a season-high 246 yards while holding the Ravens to minus 20 yards rushing. And on top of that, Hanover is ranked first in the conference in total defense. So that's one thing that Mount St. Joe's going to have to worry about today. Freshman Kyle Traber has made double-digit tackles in three of the last four games this season. And they had a defensive player of the week last week, Matt Rear from Wellington, Florida. He's a freshman. He had five tackles, a fumble recovery, and a defensive touchdown. Offensively, they're led by quarterback Chase Lightfoot out of Crestwood, Kentucky. He's put together strong passing numbers. In two conference games, he's thrown for 730 yards while also completing nearly 60% of his throws. And he's recorded nine total touchdown passes so far this season, including four on the ground this year. But Hanover's problem, they're not very deep. They don't have many people coming off of the bench and using his substitutions. And Theobald, of course, he's trying to develop this program, and he's using the Franklin method to get it done. Next week, they're going to be playing at Bluffton, and they come into this afternoon's ballgame scoring 31.5 points per game, giving up 27, a differential of four and a half points per ball game. Mount St. Joe, on the other hand, they are 0-2 at home and 2-0 and on the road, if you can believe it. Ty Hopperton, in his first year, just got the head coaching job. Of course, he's 2-2 two two in his career. Last week at Manchester, the Lions pulled out a 31-14 win. Tyler Hanna had two interceptions in that ball game, and nose guard Connor McCracken had two sacks in the contest. And we had an opportunity to talk with Hop about last week's game and this afternoon's contest against Hanover. Hop, first of all, congratulations on getting the job. I would imagine that it's probably a weight off of your shoulders, but how do you feel about getting it for the full time? I mean, obviously it feels really good. You know, it's exciting, exciting for me and exciting, you know, for 
um, you know, my fiance and my and my family. But you know, ultimately, it's exciting for the program. You know, the, our, our players and coaches have done a great job of of dealing with a lot of the changes that you know um, I led and, and was instilling even in in the uh, interim role. So it was exciting to to see that the administration and in our program was you know behind a lot of those changes and are taking those pretty well. So, um, but you know. Selfishly, it's exciting for me. You know, I'm obviously uh, very happy, and it's a you know a dream come true. Is there any difference between Ty Hopperton head coach as opposed to Ty Hopperton interim head coach? No, okay. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, honestly, you know, we were the coaching staff was approaching as if, hey, this this is it. You know, because mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, in, in college sports. You know, the interim role, obviously, you know, the administration did a great job of telling me, hey, go go do what you feel like you need to do. And so, honestly, there really isn't much of a difference. Now, <clears throat> obviously, a lot of our things can be more long-term. You know, a lot of our decisions now can be more long-term. Um, but honestly, the difference is essentially the same. You know, um, we've been pressing it the same way, and, and actually some of our players kind of joked about that, uh, you know, this week about – you know, what's it really change? And yeah. I, and I kind of thought, cause I was excited, you know, it was a, a fun week to announce it to the guys, but honestly, it's kind of just the same business as usual. So business as usual. So, but doesn't it give you, I, I know we talked a little bit off tape, but uh, the opportunity to even look even further forward than you were. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, a lot of our uh, coaches meetings and player meetings now will, will be more long term, you know, mm-hmm. and really get a full recruiting plan together and uh, really get a, a more you know, long-term uh, thing together. But but honestly, a lot of that will, will take place after the season. You know, right now, we a lot of the changes we have in place now are to see this season through, you know. And so once once the season ends, then obviously we'll be able to kind of look into a lot of the long-term effects and stuff like that. But, um, you know, ultimately right now we're, we're focused on this week and this season, and, and we'll see this season through. Okay, let's talk football. Not that you didn't play badly against Bluffton, but you played better football last week in the win. Yeah, it was just cleaner. You know, we we were just all over the place. Uh, we felt like against Bluffton, and we were able to tie uh, tie up some of those things uh, last week, and you know, um, gave up two early touchdowns. But you know, they're they're a good team. You know, it's uh, one of my old high school coaches always used to say, you know, they practice too. You know, so there's there's teams that get to see our film, and it's, there's college foot. You know, every week we're we're playing college football players and college football coaches. You know, and so I mean, they're they're going to have things against us, but you know, we didn't give up a score in the second, third, or fourth quarter. Our offense, you know, did a good job. It's second week in a row we were able to rush for over 200 yards, which, you know, as a defensive guy, and I'm a little old school, which I loved, you know, seeing us pound the rock a little bit on the ground. Um, but, yeah, ultimately it was good just to see that, hey, you know, af- after the disappointing Bluffton loss, that we were able to put some things together and, and that we improved in areas that we worked on. You know, it's easy to say, but when you run the football, it opens up the avenues for everything else. Absolutely. I mean, and and as a former linebacker, yeah, I mean, if they're running the ball, that's your first instinct, you know, and your eyes are going to the running back, your eyes are going to the line, and it delays you and, and obviously opens up the, the passing game a little bit, and it did that for us. Um, you know, it keeps the, the the front six or seven guys on the defense honest, and honestly, you know, it made them pack the box a little bit last week and was able to open up the passing game a little bit as well as, you know, run the clock, you know, which I'm all about. Defensively, how did you play? Um, I thought I thought very well. Um, you know, we're still trying to shore up some of our tackling issues that we've had. Uh, like I said, they gave up two early scores. You know, one of which was b- because of uh, lots of missed tackles in one play. The other drive, you know, they got one. Like I said, mm-hmm. they they practiced too. But other than that, um, you know, I believe in the 
in the second half this season, um, we're averaging about giving up uh, six points in the second half per game. So um, if we can put that together, and that's been the big push of, of coming out and starting that way and kind of not waiting for the tone to be set um, or waiting to the second half to, you know, for some of those things. Um, but, you know, that'll happen, but we're, we're gradually improving, and that's about all I can ask for. When you talk about that stat about giving up just six points in the second half, any idea why? Is it adjustments or what? I mean, obviously we make adjustments, um, but the other team is too. I, I, I think our guys just kind of have that game. You know, I think right now we're just really struggling with, with waiting around for the tone mm-hmm. to be set. You know, and it's kind of like um, like everyone's kind of looking for the next guy. Like, hey, are you going to make the first big play or am I going to make – you know, kind of waiting okay. around instead of doing it. So I think once, once you know, their, um, their pads rattled a little bit, I think our guys just kind of set in and, and – you know, do what they need to do. So, uh, like I said, we've been working on it, and, and gradually each game we're getting, we're starting a little sooner. So hopefully, um, that's the first drive this week. Colby Webb, what's his status for this week? Uh, so Colby's going to play. Um, you know, he's he's tough. He's a lot tougher than I am. And um, you know, although he's had some injuries and stuff, but you know, it's a senior season, and mm-hmm. um, you know, so he, I mean, he wants to play. And and honestly, it's an injury that you know he's been rehabbing the last couple of weeks, and doctors essentially said, hey, it's you know, it can't get worse. You're not in any more danger in any of that. Which obviously, that's you know what I'm concerned about. Um, but they gave him the green light, and like I said, he's one tough kid, and he's going to get out there and play. Pressure-wise, now since you've lost one conference game, does it mean that every game now is bigger than the next? Um, I mean, you can look at it that way, you know, but you're going to add all kinds of added pressure regardless. You know, like I said, each week we're playing college football players and college football coaches, and to me that's enough pressure. And so I think each week of, you know, you have to look at it one week at a time. Whether you've lost five in a row or whether you've won five in a row, to me you have to look at it at um, you know, one one game at a time, and, and honestly, what we're trying to get our guys to do is, is look at it one rep at a time. Because okay, you make a big play and you let that get to your head, and you're thinking, hey, things are going good. Boom, there, the, mm-hmm. you know, there goes your guy. Or hey, you know, you're hanging your head because you messed up, and so now it's two bad plays in a row. Um, and so yeah, there is that pressure in terms of you know, I think you realistically have to look at it. Um, you know, for the last however many years, um, I would say for the last 12 years at least that I know about in the HEAC, the conference champions had only had one conference loss or less. Um, so I think realistically, yeah, I mean, there is that pressure. But ultimately, um, you know, I, I don't think we need to add any more pressure than there already is of worrying about one play at a time. And like I said, ultimately, as a program, that's what we're trying to get all of our coaches and players to understand anyway, that it's it's one play at a time regardless of your circumstances. Good luck today, Hop. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, it is homecoming on this Saturday afternoon. Hanover, 1-3 and three on the year, 1-1 one and one in conference play against Mount St. Joe, 2-2, two and two, and they are 1-1 one and one in conference play also. The keys for this afternoon's ball game, well, for Hanover, they've got to move the football consistently. They've got to run the football like they did last night or last week when they had over 250 yards rushing in the game against Anderson, and they've got to make the Lions one-dimensional. And meanwhile, for Mount St. Joe, they need to establish a run to take some of the pressure off of Tomlin, a quarterback, and be steady defensively against the run. Mount St. Joe, 2-2, two and two, Hanover, 1-3. and three. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with the kickoff after this. You've been listening to the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. A look at today's game, the thoughts from head coach Tyler Hopperton, and insight about the way to victory. Mount St. Joseph football is next 
on ultimatesportstalk.com. Life can be taken from you at any moment. Two years ago, a brain aneurysm took my father's. I'm Natalie Necro, founder of the Joe Necro Foundation, committed to the awareness and funding for aneurysm research and treatment. Aneurysms, like the one that killed my father, are treatable. Help us find and fund the research needed to detect these sudden killers. Learn all you can at joenecrofoundation.org. Knuckling up for aneurysm research. The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by The Wishbone on Del High. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call 330-830-9760. The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. It's homecoming 2017 here at Schuler Field on the campus of Mount St. Joe University. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Blake Watson will join us here in just a little bit. Of course, the SID a little bit busy with the homecoming ceremonies here today. And we've got college football action for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. As the Hanover Panthers, 1-3 and three on the year, 1-1 one and one in conference play, come to Ohio to take on the Mount St. Joseph Lions at 2-2 two and two overall and also 1-1 one and one in conference play. Both these teams are coming off of big wins last week. Mount St. Joe at Manchester, 31 to 14. They broke their two-game losing streak, and they are winless here at home, believe it or not. They're 2 and 0 on the road and 0 and 2 at home. Meanwhile, for Hanover, they're coming in off of their victory last week, 64 to 21 over Anderson, a game in which they rushed for over 246 yards in the contest. This is just a beautiful day for football. Temperature about 70 degrees. Barely a cloud in sight here at Mount St. Joe University, and we are getting set to bring you this action here this afternoon between Mount St. Joe and Hanover. The coin flip has been taken, and Mount St. Joe won the flip, but they have deferred to the second half. So Hanover will get the football to start the ball game here this afternoon. And let's take a look at the defensive lineup that Mount St. Joe is going to put out onto the field. They will start 
across that front line. Nolan Miller, number 15 at left defensive end. Dustin Applegate and Corey Harden will be on the interior of the line at the tackles. And the right defensive end is Logan Bright, number 97. The linebackers, Colby Webb is back. He's number 30 playing through that groin injury. He'll be a one linebacker. Jermaine Drake at another. And Sean Sullivan will be at the middle for Mount St. Joe. The corners are Tavon Roberson and Tyler Hanna. And then Gavin Edmondson and Peyton Williams will be at the safeties here this afternoon. Starting things out for Hanover will be their quarterback here today. And he is number three, Chase Lightfoot. Lightfoot, 6'1", 190-pounder, out of Crestwood, Indiana. He will be in the backfield out of that spread formation with number 12, Garen Messmore. Messmore, a 5'10", 180-pound freshman out of West Harrison, Indiana. The wide receivers are Corey Leppert, Jared Frank, Taylor Bleistein, and Jackson Doherty. And across the front line for Hanover, it will be Dylan Neff, Brandon Merrick, Eli Smith, Peyton Fergus, and Jacob Safranco. Blake is going to join us here in just a little bit, as we said, as the SID. He's got a lot of activities going on here this afternoon. But Jerry Porter is going to line things up. Mount St. Joe going from right to left across your computer screen. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Back set to return is Matt Pica and Markel Yeast, and it is a low-line drive scooter kick by Porter that's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks. That is Yeast, and Yeast is going to take it across the 40 and out to about the 42-yard line, and that is where Hanover is going to start it out. First and 10 at their own. Now they're going to put him right at about, let's see where they spot him, right at the 40-yard line. First and 10 for Hanover. Boy, they scored 64 points a week ago. And they are coming into this one on a roll offensively. Quarterback. Of course, is Chase Lightfoot out of Crestwood, Indiana. He's out of the shotgun. Now the pistol with Messmore right behind him. And Messmore is going to get the handoff. And he's going to take it across the 40 out to the 42-yard line. Gain of about a yard and a half. And it brings up second down, eight yards to go. Messmore from West Harrison, Indiana. Got the initial carry of the afternoon. They go with that spread offense. Run the pistol, just like a lot of the teams are doing anymore. And now they put trips out to the near side here. Ball on the far hash mark. And they've got Messmore out of the pistol right behind Lightfoot. And he drops back. He's going to throw it out into the flat and is complete on the bubble screen. Complete going to Doherty. And Doherty's going to be run out of bounds at the 43-yard line. Gavin Edmondson over there to put the initial hit on him and drive him out of bounds. They'll say no gain on the play. And it'll be third down, eight yards to go. We've just begun here from Schuler Field. Blake Watson joining us now. Is, well, you had a lot of things to do this afternoon. Homecoming, Dave. It's, it's, it's crazy. I've been... I ran up and down the steps of the press box about 14 times today already. You and I could both need that. I need that. it bad. Yeah. So it's third down, eight yards to go. And Lightfoot with Messmore to the left of it. Puts a man in motion. Drops straight back. No pressure. Throws it out complete to Messmore. Messmore's going to be hit at the 45. Breaks a tackle. Gets it across the 50 into Mount St. Joe territory to the 49-yard line. Gain of nine, and he only needed eight. So it's a first down for Hanover in Mount St. Joe territory. Yeah, we got to make that tackle on the on the initial hit there. Um, who do we have as number 43? 
Well, that's a good question. <laughs> for Hanover, or for us. That's, oh, for us, Gab? That's Troy Speakman. Troy Speakman. Dropping back is Lightfoot. Lightfoot again throws it out into the flat, and it is complete to Corey Leppard. Leppard inside the 40, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 36-yard line. That's a gain of 13, and again, another first down for Hanover. That's again on Speakman. Uh, he's been taking off the field now. Logan Day is coming in to spell Troy Speakman. So far, the Lions have not been able to get much of a pass rush against Lightfoot. Other than that one slow-developing screen, it's been pretty quick. He's gotten rid of the ball in a hurry. Matt Pika goes out wide to the left-hand side. Wide to the right is Corey Leppard. Out of the pistol is Lightfoot. He hands it off to Messmore. Almost a mess-up on the handoff, but he takes it inside the 35 to the 34-yard line for a gain of about two on the carry. Yeah, Nate Stone knifed under there. Uh, Corey Harden, the nose tackle, did a really good job of, of uh, occupying blocks, and Nate Stone knifed in and made a good tackle. So it's second down, eight yards to go. We've just begun here from Schuler Field on homecoming. 12.20 left to go in this first half. First quarter, I should say, excuse me. Now at running back is Sam Taylor, a freshman out of Prospect, Kentucky. Taylor lines up to the right of Lightfoot. Lightfoot drops back, looks down on the right-hand side. He's going to throw it out to that Taylor who runs it inside the 35 and is going to be stopped right at the 34-yard line. Gain of... Now they'll spot him at the 33, so a gain of a yard, and it's third and seven. All right, I think that's Peyton Williams that was on the tackle there. He had him lined up to, to hit him really, really hard. Um, that's, that's a dangerous play they're running there, that little wheel route. It's got a chance to be picked off if the Lions keep doing it, but I think they're using that to set something up over the top. 11.40 left to go in this first quarter. No score. Hanover got the opening kickoff. Pika goes out wide to the left-hand side. Doherty. Goes out split left. They've got two receivers out to the right-hand side. Lightfoot is going to throw it quick on a slant in over the middle, and it is complete to Doherty inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. Gain of 11 on that play, and it's a first down. The Lions finally got some pressure there. Nolan Miller and Corey Harden both were in Lightfoot's face, um, but he was able to get rid of the ball pretty quick on that quick slant. So 11-11 left to go. In the first quarter of play, no score, but Hanover has it at the 23-yard line of Mount St. Joe. Looks early like Jackson Doherty is going to be Lightfoot's favorite target today. Dropping back to the right-hand side. Now Lightfoot looking things over. He's going to pitch it off inside on an inside shovel pass, and it goes to Adam Gunderman. Gunderman. Took it inside to about the 22-yard line. Maybe the 21 is where they've got him spotted. And it'll bring up second and seven. So, again, Hanover continues to move the football. They've picked up four first downs so far on this drive. And Lightfoot, five of five for 33 yards passing in this initial drive of the game. Lightfoot with the ball at the 20-yard line on second and seven. Drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball into the middle of the end zone, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Doherty, but he overthrew him by about five yards, and it'll bring up third and seven. That's his first incompletion of the game. Uh, that would have been a really good pass if he'd have got it in there. Uh, Doherty was a little bit open, but the Lions kind of had him bracket the day. It's going to be underneath and over the top. Uh, Lightfoot put it in the spot where nobody could pick it, but his guy couldn't get there either. 10-13 remaining in the first quarter. Third down, seven. Big play here for the Lions defense on just a gorgeous afternoon from Schuler Field. Lions trying to win their first home game of the year. Lightfoot out of the pistol. 
He's got Taylor in the backfield. He drops back, looks over the middle. It is complete to Leopard. Leopard right at the 15-yard line. He's going to be shy of the first down by about a yard after a gain of six on that reception, and it's fourth down a yard. And now, what will Matt Leobold and Hanover do? And it looks like they're going to send in their jumbo unit and go for it here on fourth down, Blake. Uh, early in the game, it's probably a good call. Um, looks like Lightfoot's having trouble getting the play. They're getting a little bit close to possibly Six, delay a game. 16 on the play clock. Yeah, the Lions crowd coming to their feet now. Good crowd here this afternoon, and you can hear them. Lightfoot drops back on fourth and one, throws it over the middle. Incomplete intercepted. Bounced into the air, and it's intercepted by Hannah. Then he fumbled the football, and the ball is loose at about the eight-yard line, and who's got it? It looked like Hanover fell on it to me. They're coming up. No, Hannah got back on it. He's very, very, very lucky on that. No kidding. He's got to put that ball away. I think he's Deion Sanders. Uh, kid tucked the football and just didn't get the ball to your offense. So the Lions defense bends but does not break. And with 9.23 left to go in the first quarter, the Lions will take over the football first and 10 at their own 8-yard line. And, boy, they dodged a bullet there as Lightfoot tried to complete the ball. But it just popped up in the air, and Hannah intercepted it. Yeah, Hannah might have been better served letting that hit the ground. Lions would have had about (laughs) six more yards of uh, a field position here. So Tomlin comes out to start the first offensive series for Mount St. Joe. He's out of the pistol, and the handoff goes right up the middle. Michael Williamson on the on the carry. He gets the start, gets the start today in, in uh, place of Nuke Presswood. Nuke's a little banged up. Um, so Michael Williamson's going to get some of the carries today. He's going to split time with Corey Harden. Michael Tucker's going to get some time in the backfield as well. Williamson, a sophomore, 5'9", 185-pounder from New Richmond, Indiana. And he lines up to the right, moving in motion as Tucker to the far side. Tomlin slaps his hands. He's going to hand it off to Williamson. He's going to take it off the left side, then cut to the right across the 10, out to the 14-yard line. Michael Williamson's a really solid back. He's the type of kid that, if it's blocked for four, is going to give you four yards. Um, He's got good vision. He's not probably going to break any big, big runs, but he's going to be a solid back back there. Catches are pretty good, good in pass protection, so they like him back there. Ball at the 15-yard line, so a gain of five on that carry, and it's third down and three. Dropping back, Tomlin throws it out on the flat to Williamson, and he... Ball just went clank when it hit his hands and fell to the turf incomplete. As I just said, he catches it pretty well in the backfield. Um, <laughs> that didn't work out there because they lined him up at receiver. If they'd have flared him from the backfield, he'd have been fine. But so he drops the pass, and it's now fourth down and three, and it's punting time for Jerry Porter. So after Hanover took a drive of about six minutes, Mount St. Joe got the ball back and goes three and out in almost less than a minute, and now they'll be forced to punt the ball away. Low snap, but Porter gets it away. Low line drive, end over end kick that's going to hit at about the 50, taken in by the return man, that being Matt Pika. And Pika's going to take it across the 50 to the 46-yard line of Mount St. Joe. That's where it begins. 8-17 left to go in the first quarter, and we have got no score. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. 
Back here at Schuler Field and dropping back his light foot to pass, and he threw it out into the flat to Doherty, and Doherty caught the ball and then was hit immediately two yards behind the line of scrimmage, back to the 48, and he lost two yards. It'll bring up second and 12. It was a really good play by Troy Speakman there. Um, they picked on him a little bit on the first drive, and you can see the young man. I think Troy's a freshman. Um, he, he's, he's learning from his mistakes quickly. So it's second down, 12 yards to go. And dropping quarterback Lightfoot is behind the center, and he, out of the pistol, throws it over the middle again to Doherty, and Doherty gets hit at about the 42-yard line and the completion on the slant in. Gain of six, and that'll bring up second or third down and about five from the St. Joe 41. I'm curious. We haven't seen uh, Tavon Robertson yet. Um, I didn't know. I assumed he was going to play. I hadn't heard that he was hurt. Um, I don't see him on the sidelines either. Yeah. So I, you know, to be I don't see him on the sidelines either, Blake. That's why Troy Stevens getting all this time early in the game. Out of the pistol, dropping back Lightfoot. Lightfoot rolling out to the right. He cuts it to the 40. He's going to be hit right there and dropped at about the 39-yard line on a great play by Nolan Miller to bring him down one-on-one. Nolan Miller is a big hustle guy. He started on the far end of that play, beat his, beat the offensive tackle, beat the left tackle, and flushed Lightfoot, and then he was the one to come down and close the gap. Lightfoot got trapped between our senior connection there, Nolan Miller and Kobe Webb, so... Six and a half minutes left to go in this first quarter of play. No score, and dropping back set to punt is Jonathan Ward from Adventura, Florida. He gets a high spiral kick that taking it in is Mount St. Joe right at about the 20-yard line, and that is taken in by Troy Speakman. So Speakman is going to take it in at about the 14-yard line out of the fair catch, and that's where Mount St. Joe will take over. Speakman is getting a lot of action today. That's a really good play by a freshman. The first time he's ever fielded a punt in college, and he does a good job of just catching the football. Sometimes that's the hardest part. He's from Grove City, Central Crossing High School, six foot, 175 pounder. Tomlin out now. They went three and out the first time the Lions did. 6:15 left to go in this first quarter, and now the officials are going to restart the play clock, reset it up to 25 seconds. And now they'll change footballs. And they get the ball placed at the 14-yard line. First and 10 for the Lions. Williams off to the left, and the handoff goes to him, and he takes it. Now check that. That is Michael Tucker. Michael Tucker. Michael Tucker out of the backfield. Michael right Tucker. across the 15 to the 20 for a gain of six. Lions are going to go fast here. Michael Tucker came to the mound as a running back. They moved him outside. He's, he's pretty happy, pretty comfortable back there. Of course, they've got to make some arrangements here because of the fact that Nuke Presswood is not playing today. So a gain of five on the play, second and five out to the 19-yard line. Excuse me. Martin moving in motion to the far side. And off goes to Tucker again. Tucker, judder steps inside the 20, maybe to the 21, where he's gang tackled and brought down right there. He actually broke free of the gang tackle, but the officials had already blown the whistle. Gain of two, and it's third and three. The Lions, other than the little swing pass, they get to throw it. Uh, I look for him to put Chayton, put this ball in Chayton's hands and let him figure out how to get the first down. So Tomlin, third down, three yards to go out of the pistol. He's got Tucker to the left. 
We have not seen Corey Hastings as you have. Martin moving a motion to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Low snap, but Tomlin gets it. He's going to roll out to the right. Gets out of the pocket, looking upfield. Flips it up the field, and if it's caught, it is complete for the first down, and it is caught. Nice catch on the play. You can see Chayton hurt. Glines. Chayton's hurt. A.J. Glines, and now, yep, Chayton's coming out, and boy, he's holding his left arm. Gets off to the sideline, and now Mount St. Joe is going to it's an official's timeout. Tomlin did not get off the field all the way, and he came over holding his left arm. That's going to, Braden Tidd's going to have to go in for the line. Something bad happened there. And, of course, the backup, Braden Tidd. Tidd, the sophomore, 6'1", 215 pounds, out of Bedford, Indiana, North Lawrence High School. And he has not played at all this year. We're going to keep it right here while we've got the opportunity. And tell you that, give you a little information, that the Wishbone Tavern has moved. After years in the same location, they moved just behind them. And their grand opening was last week, but they are now in the Delhi Plaza. But only their location is changing. They're still serving the best wings and burgers in town and offered a, a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. So stop by at the Wishbone Tavern just behind their location of years in the Delhi Plaza. So Tib is in the lineup at quarterback. And Tid hands it off up the middle, and it goes to Tucker. And Tucker takes it out to about the 29-yard line. Actually, Hastings has just checked in for the first time. I think with the backup quarterback in, they wanted to give, get the running back out there with the most uh, experience with him. And, then, you know, Hastings is our most experienced back on the, on the roster right now. Well, and the coaching staff may depend upon the running game here more and more this afternoon if Tomlin is not able to return. Tid? Hand off to Hastings around the left-hand side across the 30, out to the 33-yard line. Gain of four on that carry, so it's third down and three yards to go for the Lions. And now Tomlin comes back in. It looked like a left shoulder injury. Um, almost looked like it may have been popped out, and they got it right back in. And Chayton's a tough kid. Uh, he's not going to sit if he can't if he doesn't have to. Well, he's back into the ball game, so that's good news for Lions. Third down, three yards to go, and Hastings still in the backfield. Spread formation with receivers out wide on both sides. Three and a half minutes left to go in this first quarter. No score. High snap. Tomlin brings it down. Hands it off to Hastings. And Hastings across the 35. Out to the 38-yard line. Good strong run by Corey Hastings there. Six-yard run and a first down for the Lions. Running off left tackle behind Chase Bright and Max Woboda, um, who was your pregame interview. So the Lions like that, that uh, leadership they get on the left side of the line. Trips out to the far side. Single receiver is Tucker out to the left-hand side. Hastings still in the backfield out of the pistol with three minutes exactly left to go. Now Tomlin changing the play at the line of scrimmage. Gets the snap, drops back, looks out to Tucker, and it is knocked down, almost intercepted by one of the upbacks. Yeah, Chase Bright was beat pretty quickly on that play, and the defensive end did a good job getting his hands up. Zach Dower. It's a good thing because Mario Brown was wide open on this short side here. Zach Dower almost intercepted that pass for Hanover. He's coming home. He's out of Cincinnati. 6-1 defensive end, 2.52 left to go in the first quarter. Dropping back Tomlin on second and 10. He's going to loft it up the field. It's going to Martin, and it is incomplete. Ball just over his outstretched arms. And check that. I think that was Mario Brown, wasn't it, Blake? Yeah. 
Mario Brown with an opportunity. And that brings up now third and ten for the Lions with 2.46 left to go in the first quarter. Ball resting at the 37-yard line. Lions need to get it out to the 47, obviously. Tomlin looking over to the sideline, getting the play call in. Now looks over everything. Hastings to his left out of the pistol. Drops back. Tomlin dropped the ball, but picks it back up. Still plenty of time. Rolls out to the left, and then he's going to be hit and dropped on the play. He just, after he dropped the football, he kind of lost sight of where the receivers were up the field and had no place to go. Drew Shoemaker got the sack, and it's fourth and 14, and again, punting time for the Lions. He almost fumbled that a second time when he got sacked. Lions are lucky to retain the ball and get a chance to see their best football player take the field, Jerry Porter. So Porter will punt the football away, and Pika is back set to return this re- this punt. Porter gets it away, heavy rush, but he gets a nice spiral kick. The peak is going to let hit at his own 25-yard line, and it will take a St. Joe bounce and be down at the 23-yard line. That's a 57-yard punt for Porter. 2:01 left to go in this first quarter of play. We've got no score. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. Lightfoot is going to keep the ball right up the middle on first and ten, and he's going to be hit by Nolan Miller and driven back. For no gain on the play, second and ten. Yeah, that was actually, I think that was number 18, their, uh, their Wildcat quarterback, because um, Lightfoot just checked back in, but you don't want to run that at Nolan Miller. He's a big, mean, nasty man. <laughs> so Lightfoot out of the pistol formation. And he's got Taylor off to his right-hand side. Messmore has been out of the game. Now that is Messmore. Excuse me. Messmore is going to be hit right at the 23. Struggle forward to the 24. Gain of about five yards on the carry. They'll give him. And it will bring up third down. Now check it. No gain on the play. And it will bring up third down and ten yards to go. Ball resting right at the 25-yard line. It's hard to see. I'm not using this as an excuse, but it's kind of hard to see down at this end. You've got the double-paned windows here in the press box, and they're fogged over. It was really cool this morning here. It was. One good thing to see is that Tavon Robertson is on the field now, but the Lions have been playing safety instead of corner this week. I'm curious as to why that is. Dropping back Lightfoot. Heavy rush, and he's just going to down the football. Boy, if anybody ever had an intentional grounding, that was it, because there was a receiver in the area, Blake, but he just threw that ball on the turf. Might have been a smart play. Nate Stone was going to mess him up for a minute. Nate Stone actually still drilled him, but got close to getting a rough in the passer there. 40 seconds left to go in the first quarter. And coming in to punt the football away again is Jonathan Ward. And unless he comes away with a boomer here, it should be good field position for the Lions. And that punt is taken in by Tucker, and Tucker's going to take it across the 40. And check that, that is Speakman, and Speakman takes it across the 40 to the 50, into 
territory of the Hanover Panthers at the 47-yard line. Nice return on the play. Yeah, Troy Speakman's outside of the first drive where they got a couple completions on him and he missed the tackle, which happens to everybody. He's having a really good game in his first ever real action um, here at the Mount, so uh, he's definitely acquitted himself well. Is it plugged in? And we apologize for the interruption here on that punt. Speakman took it down inside the 50 for Mount St. Joe. And then the first play, and we've got a player down now for Mount St. Joe. Near the ball. The first play was a run right into the middle of the line. And he was taken down at the 46-yard line. 17 and a half seconds left to go in this first quarter of play. Looks like Corey might have just got the wind knocked out of him a little bit there. So Hastings will have to leave after the run. And Williams is back into the ball game. Williamson, excuse me. Williamson back into the football game at the running back position. He's to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin's still shaking that left arm, Blake. Yeah, it's definitely not right. Um... Second down, 10 yards to go. They said no gain, and now the officials are blowing the play dead, and they're going to say, I believe, that's the end of the first quarter of play. So that's the end of one period of play here at Schuler Field on homecoming. And your score at the end of the first period is Mount St. Joe nothing and Hanover nothing. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate. A struggle that can affect their entire family. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. Back here at Schuler Field, I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson. And for the St. Joe Lions, I'll be going from left to right across your computer screen now, second and ten. Tomlin, as we open the second quarter of play, no score, drops straight back, looks up the field. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, incomplete. Tried to go to A.J. Glines at about the 30, and just threw it a little too low for Glines to come up with, and it brings up third down and 10 yards to go. Tomlin, so far, one for four in the passing department for just five yards. Statistically here this afternoon. Going out wide to the left-hand side is Mario Brown. And he's got Martin split left. Two receivers down on the near side. Tomlin on third and ten. Drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball up the field. And it is incomplete. And there's a flag going to be thrown immediately. Tried to go to Tyler Hanna. Tyler Hanna was in the ball game at the receiver slot. And he was the one that was grabbed trying to go up for the pass. So that will give Mount St. Joe a first down on the penalty. So the pass interference gives the ball back to St. Joe with a first down. 
And they will have it. Let's see where they do mark the f- football at. It'll take it down to the 32-yard line of Hanover. Boy, Tyler Hanna is Mr. Everything today. So it's first down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. Tomlin out of the pistol formation. And he hands the ball off right up the middle, and that goes to Williamson. And Williamson is going to take it to the 31-yard line for a gain of about a yard. Number 40, Michael Williamson. Williamson getting a bulk of the running opportunities now. Tucker is back into the ballgame at running back, and Williamson will leave. And that's why you're seeing so many different wide receivers here today, because Tucker, basically for this game, has been moved to the running back spot. 14-23 and running left to go in the half. Tomlin, out of the pistol. Receivers on wide on both sides. Drops back, looks down the middle, and he's going to dump it off underneath. It goes to Tucker. Tucker to the 25, to the 20, inside the 20, and down to the 17-yard line. 14-yard reception for Michael Tucker. And it is another first down for the Lions inside the 20. They'll mark him at the 18-yard line with 14 minutes exactly left to go in this first, first half. Ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin with receivers out wide on both sides. Draws straight back. He's going to look in the loft and into the corner of the end zone. He's trying to go. Robertson, he's got a touchdown. Roberts, grabbed it in the corner of the end zone. He's going to score on the loft as Attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is good. 13.45 left to go in the first half. Your score, Mount St. Joe 7, and Hanover nothing. Inner Blessings, Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with inner blessings, Christian books, and gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, while we've got an opportunity here, let's take a look at some scores. Defiance is leading early over Earlham, 7-0. No score between Rose Holman and Anderson. We'll be at Rose Holman next week. Franklin beating up on Manchester in the first quarter, 14-0. That's the scores around the Heartland Conference. And here, 13-45 left to go in this first half. It's now 7-0. St. Joe and Porter will kick it off. Just a nice pass from Tomlin. Boy, Tomlin, when you look at his stats, it looks like he's having troubles, and then he comes up with big plays. Does that all year long. He has done it all year long. And Porter's going to kick it off, and he's going to land it through the end zone for the touchback, and Hanover will get the ball at their own 20-yard line. There goes that guy again, Jerry Porter. You said he missed it last week, missed the extra point last week. Yeah, we actually had a conversation about it in the story we wrote. We wrote that it was blocked. And he, he, he was a little upset that it wasn't blocked. It was a bad hold. <laughs> so he, he wasn't every kicker. It's always somebody else's fault. That's the best part about being a kicker. You can blame it on the snapper, the holder, the wind. It doesn't matter. There's so much that has to go right when you're a kicker. Yeah, and all you got to do is kick it. <laughs> 
Let's see you and I try that. No, I can't see what we could do. 13.45 remaining to go in the first half. It's 7-0. St. Joe on top of it. Lightfoot. Hands it off up the middle to Messmore, and Messmore takes it across the 20, out to the... I'll check the 25, out to the 27-yard line. Gain of about three on the play. They'll give him out to the 28, and it is second and seven. Lions well, doing a good job against the run early in this one. Uh, that, that's been a bit of a struggle for us in the first half of games all year. Well, they probably came in ready for it because Hanover ran for almost 250 yards on the ground last week. Yeah, uh... Well, we, Tyler and I were talking, Coach Opperton, earlier this week. He said, man, if we can only play second half, so we'd be 4-0 right now. Yeah, they would be. Dropping back, Lightfoot rolls out to his right. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it is incomplete. That, wasn't, that was a bad throw. That was not a good pass. Adam Gutterman was the man going up for the reception, but it was thrown about five yards over his head. Incomplete. Yeah, well, Lightfoot was kind of lucky that Jaden Crutchfield, who's our over-the-top safety right now, didn't get over there quick enough. He could have picked that pretty easy. Lightfoot, 9 of 11 for 47 yards coming into this drive. 7 nothing St. Joe, 13.03 left to go in the half. Trips out to the near side here for Hanover. As Lightfoot checks the play clock, now steps away. He's calling on Audible and moves his running back, Taylor, off to the left-hand side. Now he drops back, looks to the right. He's going to loft the pass up the right sideline, and it is caught. On the play and then dropped as he rolled out of bounds. George Beekman actually came up with the ball thinking he got big. He was well out of bounds before then. Corey Leppert is the man that was going for the reception, but he couldn't come down with it. He's got to make that catch. That was a really good throw by Lightfoot. So 12.56 remaining in the half, and St. Joe should get the football back in good field position. Speakman is dropping back, set to return this one again. He's done a nice job on his initial two returns. First chance we've had an opportunity to see him return punts this year. Yeah, I think the increased workload for Michael Tucker on offense is what's gotten someone else back there. Ooh. End over end kick that Speakman's going to let hit at the 40, then pick it up at the 35-yard line, cuts it back to the 40, and he'll take it out to the 43-yard line for a return of about seven. And that's where St. Joe will take it over, first and ten at their own 44-yard line with 12.46 remaining in the half. Now they move it back to the 43. So that's where the Lions will take over at their own 43. Still good field position for Chayton Tomlin. So the Lions have the football first and ten. Tomlin three of seven in the ball game, passing for 36 yards, and of course that touchdown pass. Get Corey Hastings back in the game in the backfield with him. So Corey Hastings back into the ball game. First down, ten yards to go. Tomlin moves. That's Nariah Brooks. Nariah Brooks in motion and hand, fake handoff. Tomlin's going to keep it off the right side, breaks the tackle, gets it out across the 45 to the 46-yard line for a gain of three yards, and it'll be second and seven. That's a pretty strong run by a little guy like Jaden. Put, put a little bit of move on the defensive end and carried him for about three yards. Yeah, that's the first time we've actually seen a designed run out of Tomlin today. I think that's another one of those RPOs, though, another run-pass option. He can do that on almost every play if he sees the right look. And he came down on that left shoulder too, Blake, but he appears to be okay with it now after he left the game earlier because of his left arm. Now he's audibleizing at the line. Tomlin is on second and seven at the 40, 
Ball at the 46, and the pass goes out to Martin. Nice catch. Martin's going to take it out near midfield. They may mark him out of bounds. Well, check. Martin takes it out right to midfield. Gain of about four on that reception, and it's third and three. I like that play call for the Lions. I think we should do that more. Um, little quick screens, little bubble screens. Because we're so good deep and over the top, teams respect that speed and change the ability to throw the ball deep. They give us a cushion. I think we can gain a lot of yards on that underneath stuff. Be like an extension of the running game. Tucker in the backfield with Tomlin on third down, calling a long three yards to go. Ball resting right at midfield. A little bit of an amoeba look from the Hanover defense. No one with their hand on the ground right now. Tomlin looking it over. Boy, he's really peering over that defense, and now he accepts the snap, drops back. He's going to throw a pass upfield to Roberts on the fade, and it is incomplete up the right side. And it'll bring up fourth down and three. Curious play call there on fourth and or third and short. I don't know that that was the play call. I think that Chayton checked to that knowing that he didn't know what the defense was giving him. Um... He knew that that was kind of a high risk or low risk, high reward type play there in that situation. They could, if they connect there, it's you know it's possibly a touchdown. And he but, did look over that defense a long time. Yeah, and that's something Chayton doesn't normally do. He usually dissects it pretty quick. Porter with the punt here, a little bit of a Porter. snow snap, and it's going to go out of bounds, way out of bounds, and probably the officials now are going to come back up and spot it outside the twenty. And they'll mark it out of bounds at about the 31-yard line with 11-16 left to go in this first half. Only a 19-yard punt there for Jerry. That's, that's well below his average. Well, Hanover has really moved the football in that first quarter successfully, Blake. But now, since Mont St. Joe has taken the lead, they haven't done anything really offensively. Yeah, the Lions are clamping down a little bit. The biggest thing they're doing is they're stopping the run. They're making Hanover one-dimensional right now. And that gives your defense an opportunity to get after the quarterback, play coverage. They're pushing good shape. Lightfoot. Timeout. And now Hanover is going to take a timeout, and we will also. 11-16 left to go in this first quarter, first half of action, and your score is Mount St. Joe 7, Hanover nothing. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson back here at Schuler Field on homecoming. 11-16 left to go in the half. And after that timeout by Hanover to talk to Matt Theobald, Lightfoot is back out onto the field. He's got two running backs behind him right now. Taylor is one. And the other one is Messmore. And now Pika moves out from the backfield, and he's going to run outside. And the handoff goes to Taylor. Taylor across the 40 to the 45 to the 50 into St. Joe territory. Lost the football. Ball loose on the field, and let's see who's got it. And it's going to be Mount St. Joe. The Lions come away with the football after Taylor fumbled it inside after a nice 20-yard run, and he's down grabbing his left knee. Boy, Taylor took it right off the left tackle and ran it into St. Joe territory, but as he was going down, he coughed up the football, and I believe it was Tyler Hanna that popped on top of that ball and collected in the fumble, and if it was, that's his second fumble recovery of the day. 
But Taylor is down on the field right now. He's a freshman out of Prospect, Kentucky, a 190-pounder, 5 feet 10 inches tall. And he's really been splitting the time at running back with Messmore here this afternoon. They're both freshmen. Messmore out of West Harrison, Indiana. But Taylor coughed up the football, and Mount St. Joe got right on top of it. 11.07, there's an injury timeout on the field. We'll take one also. Your score, it's Mount St. Joe 7 and Hanover nothing. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Well, Taylor got up and he walked off the field under his own power, so it appears that he may be back into the ball game coming up a little bit later on, and we'll wait and see on that one. And he's still taking his time walking off to the far side. Mount St. Joe has the football first and ten at their own 44-yard line is where they've got it marked. Tucker is in the backfield now at running back with Tomlin off to his left out of the pistol. Trips to the far side. St. Joe on top of it, 7 to nothing. Handoff goes to Tucker around the right side to the 45 and outside the 45 to the 49 near midfield and they'll stop him up right there. But Tucker refuses to go down. He just will not go down and continues to keep his legs churning away, Blake. And when he does that, he gets away from tackles. Michael Tucker is not a young man. He's 22, 23 years old and he's a sophomore. Um, he's got a little bit of life experience. He knows how fleeting playing football is, so he's he, he's up there to play and play hard. And after that six-yard gain, it brings up second and four at midfield. Hand off to Tucker again, cuts to the left-hand side, inside the 50, and down to the 48-yard line, gain of two, and it'll bring up third and two. Now you can open up the playbook on third and two, and Hastings comes in while Tucker leaves. Yeah, go, go, go a little bigger here, but that doesn't mean anything to the line. Actually, Corey Hastings is probably the best receiver of all the backs, and he's also the best pass protector, so they very well may throw it here. Ten minutes and running left to go in this first half. It is 7-0 Mount St. Joe. Tomlin, ball in the near hash mark with trips out to the far side. Hastings in the backfield alongside him. Tomlin uses a lot of time. Hands off to Hastings. Hastings has got the first down to the 45-yard line. Gain of three and a first down to the Lions. 9.47 left to go in this first half, and the Lions continue to move the football. They had a tough time the first couple of drives, but ever since then, boy, they've picked up some defensive inconsistencies on that handover defense, which actually came in ranked number one in the conference in total defense. That's always a little bit skewed early in the season. A lot of it depends on who you play. Moving in motion to the far side is Glines. Hand off to Hastings around the right side. Inside the 45, maybe to the 44-yard line. And it'll be stopped right at the line of scrimmage. Second and ten for Hastings and the Lions. Well, with the injury to Nuke Presswood, it is really the Lions have really gone blank now from a two-headed running attack with Presswood and Hastings to a three-headed running attack. Yeah, they... Uh, Everybody's getting a little more 
touches here. Um, Corey's getting more touches than he would have if had new play. Blinds moving in motion. Tomlin's going to throw it near the corner of the end zone. Roberts, he fouls it, and he came down with it in the end zone. What a catch by is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Boy, you just cannot say more about that catch than what you say right now by Grayson Roberts. Boy, you just can't get any better catch. He had it in his hands at about the five, as Blake said, and then it bounced out of bounds, or bounced off his face mask, and then came back to his hands, and he corralled it in for the touchdown. So it is now 14 to nothing. Mount St. Joe leads it with 8.45 left to go. Porter's going to kick it off, and it will be taken in by Pika at about the four-yard line. He'll take it outside the 10 to the 15 to the 20, skips along the right sideline, and he is taken out of bounds. Jonathan Ward, excuse me, with that return. He takes it out of bounds at about the 27-yard line. Or will they put it outside the 27? They're going to put him right at about the 34-yard line, and that's where Hanover will start. 8.37 remaining to go in this first half. Now Hanover wants to get something going again offensively because they have just been unable to do anything since the first two possessions that they have had. And they move a man in motion to the far side, and the handoff comes off the right-hand side. Number 32, Sean Callen gets the handoff. Sean Callen gets the handoff and he takes it across the 35-yard line out to the 38-yard line for a gain of four. We do not have a complete roster for Hanover. We've just got their two-deep chart. And if they go to a third or a fourth deep person, we have no idea who is out on the field. Two running backs in the backfield, though, for Lightfoot. He's at quarterback, the junior. Lightfoot, handoff to Messmore. Now fake handoff, throw over the middle, and it is complete on the play to Corey Leppard up the right side into St. Joe territory at the 40-yard line. Boy, nice, nice pass by Lightfoot, and a nice fake put it right into the belly of the running back, Messmore, and then dumped it over the middle for about 19 yards and a first down for Hanover at the 41-yard line of St. Joe. Lightfoot, and 
he's got Messmore to the left of him. Receivers out wide on both sides, and the throw out into the flat, and it is complete to Connor Gibson, and Gibson's going to be hit right at the 39-yard line after a gain of two. Gain of about two and a half on the reception, and it'll bring up second down and seven yards to go. Ball resting at the 39-yard line. Now they move it forward to the 38, and that's where he'll be stopped, so it's second down seven. Boy, just a gorgeous day for football here today. Can't ask for any better day at the end of September. Last game of the month. Second down seven. Lightfoot's going to throw a bubble pass, and it is complete to Leopard again. And Leopard's going to be hit at the 35 and dropped immediately after a gain of three. And it brings up third down and about four yards to go. Leopard, so far today, has caught... Five passes. Ah, and the bell has returned <laughs> here at Schuler Field. Third down, call it four yards to go. They need to get inside the 31-yard line. 6.20 remaining in this first half. Lions on top of it by two TDs. Lightfoot looking over the defense of the Lions. Drops back, looks to his left, throws a slant in, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Doherty. He was either throwing it to Doherty and he threw it behind him or leading Pika just too far. He had two receivers in the same area, but it's incomplete. And it's fourth and four, and will Hanover go for it. They may think that it's too short to punt and too far to go for a field goal, and that's what they'll do. They'll go for it on fourth and four with the ball at the Lions' 35-yard line. So it's big D time for the Lions on fourth and four. Receivers in the spread out wide on both sides. Lightfoot drops straight back, looks to his right. He's going to sling it up the far side, and it is complete on the play and out of bounds at about the five-yard line to Leopard. Leopard caught the ball at about the five-yard line and a first down for Hanover on the 30-yard reception to Leopard. Well, they're spotting at about the six-yard line. Wow. Boy, he just slung that ball, Bernie Kozar style, looked almost sidearm, and he laid it right there for Leopard in his lap up the right side. So it's first and goal now for Hanover at the six-yard line of the Lions. Set back in the backfield. Well, we have no idea. That's number 32, and he's going to take the ball up the middle inside the five to about the three-yard line. Sean Jones, number 32, is the man that is taking it in the middle of the line, and he gains three, and it'll be second down and goal to go. Ball resting at the two-yard line. Now's where the Lions' defense... Last time they had the ball down to the two, they bent but did not break and came up with an interception. Let's see what they come up with now. Lightfoot with Jones behind him in the backfield. Hand off to Jones around the right-hand side. He's got a crease, takes it near the end zone, and he is into the end zone for the score. Two-yard touchdown run by Sean Jones, and it is now 14-6 with 4.51 remaining to go in the first half of the play. So Hanover needed to get something going offensively, and they have done it. And they have pulled it within eight. And they will bring in Austin Stewart, a freshman from Warsaw, Kentucky, 160 pounds. The right footer will attempt the extra point. 
The holder is Adam Guttermuth, and the ball is blocked. The extra point block picked up by Mount St. Joe. It's picked up by Speakman. Speakman at the 30. He can run it back for two points. He's at the 50, the 45, the 40, the 30, the 35, 20, 15, 10, 5. He's going to go all the way, and now the officials all the way back, 40 yards from the play. is going to say he stepped out of bounds before he got into the end zone for the score. Wow, wow. Boy, that kid has really put some excitement into the ball game. If you block an extra point attempt, the defense can pick it up and run it in for a two-pointer. And that's what Speakman did. He picked it up and tried to run it all the way back. But evidently, he stepped out of bounds at about the 28-yard line. So Hanover now will kick the football off. But what an exciting play by Troy Speakman. Boy, he has really been on the ball here today, getting the opportunity to play. The freshman out of Grove City, 6 feet, 175-pounder. He has done it in the defensive backfield and running back punts and now picking up that blocked kick and almost running it in for two. So it's 14-6 to your score. In the midst of everything, you don't realize that the point did not go up. So it's an eight-point Lion lead with 4.51 remaining to go in this first half. Off Hanover, number so Hanover will kick it off. And back set to return, Tucker and Glines, and it is a high end over end kick that Tucker is going to take in on the far side at about his 12. Bobble it, picked it back up at the 15, cuts it up the middle, and he'll take it out to the 21-yard line. Eight-yard return for Michael Tucker, first and 10 for the Lions at their own 21-yard line with 4.44 left to go in this first half, and they've got all three timeouts remaining. So the Lions, if they can get something going offensively, not only can they drain the clock, but they can also put some more points on the board before halftime. First and ten for the Lions at their own 21-yard line. Tomlin out five of ten for two touchdown passes here today. Audibleizing at the line, and the handoff goes right up the middle, and that is to Williamson. Williamson takes it across the 20, out to the 24, maybe the 25-yard line for a gain of four yards on the carry. And it's second down, six yards to go. Hanover came in with the number one ranked defense and total defense in the Heartland Conference, but like Blake said, sometimes it depends upon who you're playing. Now they're playing a cover two defense, and putting a safety over the top of Tucker, who's slot right. Second down, six yards to go at the 25. Hand off to Williamson. Stutter steps, steps outside the 25, out to the 30. He's near a first down at the 31, and they're going to spot him right at the 31. So he'll be very close to a first down. Six yards on the carry by Williamson, and it is a first down for the Lions. They've got him out to the 32-yard line. First and 10 for the Lions as the clock continues to run. We're under four minutes left to go in the half. And now there is a man down for Mount St. Joe, one of the interior linemen. That's Mike Mullen. Mullen, number 67, is down. He may have a cramp in his right leg. As they are, looks like they're trying to stretch out his right leg and... That could be what they're doing right now is trying to get that cramp out of there. Well, Hanover started out this ball game getting the 
opening kickoff and running right down the field on Mount St. Joe, but Mount St. Joe came up with an interception, and then the second possession that Hanover had, they did the same thing, but couldn't get the ball into the end zone. And then Mount St. Joe got their offense going, took a 7-0 lead, scored another touchdown, made it 14-0, but now Hanover has come back on their last possession to score a touchdown on a two-yard run, making it 14-6, and that's where we stand right now with 3.44 left to go in the first half. So after the injury, Tomlin comes back out. Lions line up at the line of scrimmage on first down and 10. Moving in motion to the far side. And now Mount St. Joe wants to use the timeout after that injury timeout. They didn't have the right play. And now the coaching staff wants to talk things over with the offense and get things in sync. They just weren't able to get anything going there. Treyon Taylor was the man moving in motion. He's back into the ball game. 3.32 remaining to go in the first half of play. It is 14-6 your score. And that's where we sit right now. Trying to take a look at some of the scores here this afternoon. Got Franklin College over Manchester 14 to nothing. Still no score in the first quarter. Rose Holman and Anderson. And it's still 7 nothing defiance over Earlham in their ball game today. Everybody in the Heartland Conference is playing at the same time today, and it makes it convenient, Blake. Yes, but it's pretty normal for uh, ACAC Saturday. We like to keep it uniform. Next week we're at Rose Holman. That's a 2 o'clock kickoff, so we'll be on the air with the pregame at 1.30 over on the western side of Indiana. 3.32 left to go, and after that timeout, here come the Lions, first down 10 at their own 32-yard line. And moving, handing it off up the middle, Tomlin gets it off to Williamson, and Williamson takes it out to the 35-yard line. Gain of three on the play, and it brings up second and seven. Lions don't look to be in too big of a hurry right now. Um, only three minutes left to go in the first half. I think they'd be trying to get points. Um, at least get into Jerry Porter's field goal range, which isn't much. He's got a, he's got a big leg, but Williamson still in the backfield with Tomlin out of the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball smack dab in the middle of the field. Trayon Taylor moves in motion, dropping back throw over the middle. The blinds completed the 45-yard line and dives forward to the 46 for a first down. And now Glines, he may have come down right on the football. That's what it looked like from here. Struggling to get up. That's what he did. He came down right on the football and knocked the air out of him. So another first down on a nine-yard completion. Ball at the 45-yard line. Still in St. Joe territory. And Glines is going to have to leave the game. He won't be gone long. AJ's not sitting much out of this one. He's ready to go. First and ten for the Lions at their own 45. Williamson still in the backfield. Roberts... Single receiver out to the right-hand side. Tomlin looking over the defense for Hanover. And he's going to fake handoff. Now he rolls out to the right. He tries to throw it to Roberts and then threw it out of bounds. He was outside the tackle box, so he was able to throw the ball away where it was. And it brings up second and ten. Heady play by Tomlin to get rid of that thing because he was ready to go down. Yeah, that was a really good play. Um, he was looking for Grayson Roberts again over the top of number one. Um, he's, they're not giving him any safety help, and he's been beat deep twice, so I'm kind of surprised <laughs> the Lions aren't taking advantage of that a little more. 2.34 left to go in this first half. Clock stops on the incompletion. Tomlin drops back. 
on third, second down and ten. Now rolls out to the right. He's got a lot of room, but he's going to throw it up the field to the right side to Roberts. Roberts is the third. He cuts back to the middle. 25, 20, 50, 10, 5. He's going to score. That, that was an unbelievable play by Jaden Grayson. Uh, Jaden was really flush there, and Grayson did a great job of coming back to him, working back towards the quarterback. We call it a scramble drill. Lines on it all the time because of Jaden's ability to extend plays. That's a fantastic play, and obviously Grayson Roberts has had a monster first half. That's his third touchdown catch, and they've all been pretty long ones. It has been a great first half so far for the Lions offensively. They lead it 20-6 to with 2.18 to go, and Porter in to attempt the extra point. And this has been this is the design that the, the Lions offense wants to be. They want to run it effectively and efficiently and then bust you with a big play over the top. And Porter drills it right through the uprights, and it is good. That's a shocking development, Jerry Porter making kicks. So that makes it 21-6 to with 2.18 left to go in this first half of play. Here's some more scores for you. Now we've got some updates. In the second quarter, Defiance is leading Earlham 21-6. to It's Rose Holman over Anderson 7-3. to And Franklin really beating up on Manchester 27 to nothing. Mount Union over Ohio Northern 10 to nothing in that ballgame. Wabash is leading the College of Worcester 24-21. Ashland up over Davenport at the half, 28 to nothing. And that's a look at the scores so far here this afternoon. Who's Michigan got today? Michigan State. Michigan State. I always have to come to you for the Michigan update. Dave, I can be honest with you. I don't get to watch much Michigan football anymore. <laughs> I'm here every time there's a game. That's why you need it on your phone. Watch it there. 2.18 to go. Porter's going to kick it off. It's a high end over end kick, and it'll be taken in by Pika. Or check. Pika is going to take it out across the 5 to the 10 to the 15 to the 20, outside the 25 and near the 29-yard line where he's finally brought down on the play. By Williamson. Pretty solid run there. Yeah, there you go. Starting running back, making a tackle on special teams. I'll tell you one thing. Williamson has played a heck of a game today, and so has Speakman. Yeah, these are guys that have never had any real experience at the varsity level. They both play a lot on JV. Um, Williamson obviously is playing because of the injury to, to, uh, to Nuke. But Speakman has earned his playing time early in this game. It's, it's A lot of it's because of the move of Tavon to safety. I don't know if maybe Gavin Edmondson's hurt or what the deal is, but with Tavon to safety, Speakman's got to play. 2.11 left to go. And Hanover with the football. And Lightfoot is going to throw it out to the left-hand side to Smith. And Smith is going to take it across the 40, out to the 45-yard line. 14 yards on the reception and a first down for Hanover. They've got two timeouts left when we hit the two-minute mark here in the first half. That's about the 13th time they've swung into a running back real, real quickly out of the backfield. And he's been open. I mean, there's nobody there to pick him up. That's yeah, that time he fumbled it. And the Lions are playing pretty much straight man-to-man defense, and nobody's going after him. Lightfoot throws it up the field to Doherty on the left-hand side, and it's incomplete over his head. Yeah, that's behind him. Not a very good throw by Lightfoot. He, I'll tell you what, he didn't look, but on the back side of that play, he had his running back wide open again. There have been times here this afternoon, Blake, where if Lightfoot was accurate, more accurate with his passes, he's got some guys open to throw the ball to. Yeah, and it, I think it's a lot of it is decision-making. He, he's not going to the right place. Um, if you That last play, Terry Callaway got sucked in when he's supposed to be in the flat. 
Lighting he had a wide open receiver. Drops back, throws it out to the left sideline, and it is complete to Pika. They're going to give him the catch at the 43-yard line in Mount St. Joe territory. That's a 12-yard reception and a first down. 22-yard reception, I'm sorry, and a first down. Mine's got to figure out a way to, have to not give up points here. Like, at least not give up seven. Minute 35 left to go in the first half of play. Still two timeouts for Hanover. And here they come. Lightfoot rolls out to the right. He's going to be hit, and he's going to be dropped, and that's got to be a flag. He threw that 15-yard shy of the receiver right in the dirt, and he was nowhere near the, out of the tackle box. And there it goes. There goes the flag for the intentional grounding. The first time he got away with it. That time I think they conferred and decided to call it. Yeah, that, that wasn't even close. And that's going to completely change things for Hanover. They're going to be looking at second and ten, or third and ten, or third and twenty, I'm sorry, on the other side of the 50. Uh, yep, they're going to take it all the way back to the 44-yard line. So that completely changes your, your outlook of your handover. Now you're just looking to not get the lines of ball back with 40 seconds left. Second down, 23 yards to go. And Lightfoot with two timeouts remaining, and they may just hand it off here and try to run out the clock. Nope, they're going to drop back and throw. Lightfoot's going to throw it to the left-hand side. Incomplete to Doherty. He was looking upfield before he ever caught the ball. David, we didn't notice on that last play, Troy Speakman was helped off the field by the training staff. Um, he, he was really walking gingerly. So, I didn't see him get hurt. I know he doesn't have his helmet. It doesn't look real good for him. They brought in Logan Day to replace him. Logan Day is actually a really good story. Uh, young man didn't play his senior year in high school due to an injury. Um, there's our gong, our, our new addition there. <laughs> but uh, Logan Day is a, a pretty good football player. He just hasn't played football in a really long time. So Lightfoot on third and 23, ball at the 44-yard line in Hanover Territory. And now the officials blow the whistle before the clock the ball was snapped, and it'll be delay of game. Lightfoot saying, I got the snap off before the play clock went down, but the official is having none of it. He looked over to the sideline. It looked like he was going to call a timeout, um, but they, they, they pushed him back a little bit and told him to go for it. They're almost assuredly going to run something here, draw a screen, something quick, try to keep the huh? clock running, or at least make the Lions use a timeout. Mount St. Joseph has two timeouts left, and if they can stop them here, they've got an opportunity to do something at the end of the half. Lightfoot rolls out to the right, looking up the field. He's got plenty of time. He's going to throw the ball deep up the field, and it is going to be knocked down and incomplete. Tried to go to Leopard, but it was knocked down by Roberts, it looks like. Tavon Robertson. Tavon Robertson. Yeah, he made a really good play on that. He got lucky to get his hand on it, though. If he doesn't get his hand on it, it's probably six. So a minute nine left to go, and St. Joe does not have to use a timeout. They may get the ball in pretty good field position here, Blake, and uh, yeah, two timeouts left. Hanover's punter has been kind of up and down a little bit early, um, so we got to wait and see. You could really put a nail in the coffin here because Mount St. Joe's going to get the ball to start the second half, too. So Hanover will punt the ball away, and it's a short end-over-end kick that Tucker is going to let bounce inside the 20, and that may have been a mistake. It'll be down at the 19-yard line. He may have been better off just coming up and trying to field that ball. And the Lions are going to be—they're going to be happy going into the lead. They're going into half with a 21-6 lead. 
Um, they'll, they'll probably bump it in the line a couple times and go to halftime. 57.8 seconds left to go in the half. And the Lions with a 21-6 lead, as we said. They'll get the ball to start the second half of play. And they'll come out. Glines is back into the ballgame now. He, if you recall, the last possession, he left a little bumped up. I wouldn't be completely shocked to see the Lions take one shot, especially, again, because there's no safety over the top of Grayson Roberts, and number one, obviously, is had trouble covering So Tomlin is going to hand the ball up the middle to Tucker. Tucker to the 25, and he's going to be stopped at the 27-yard line. Number 85. Uh, check at 23-yard line. I apologize. Out to the 24-yard line for a gain of four. And it brings up second and six. And I think you're initially were right, Blake. The Lions are going to be happy just running out the clock. Yeah, they're 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 not gonna they're gonna run one more play, and we'll go to halftime with a with a good lead. Play clock down to twenty. Game clock is at twenty seven, so they do have to run another play. And Tomlin taking his sweet old time getting up to the line of scrimmage. Tucker in the backfield with him. We'll probably see Tucker run another one, and Tucker would like to bust one here about eighty yards. And with two on the play clock, handoff to Tucker around the right side. He's going to take it up to the 25 and hit right at the 25. Struggles forward to the 26 for a gain of two on the carry. But that will do it for the first half of play. Your score here at halftime, 21-6 to on homecoming. And a lot of festivities are coming up here at halftime from Schuler Field and Mount St. Joe University. But so far this first half has been a very, very good one for the Lions as they are looking for their first home victory of the season. And your score here at the half. It is now Mount St. Joe 21 and Hanover 6. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mom. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, back here at halftime where it is 21 to 21-6, Mount St. Joe on top of it, and they are playing some good football here this afternoon, as we said, looking for their first victory here at home in the 2017 season. They are 2-0 and on the road, and they are 0-2 here at home. The two road wins came against Capital the first weekend of the season up in Columbus, and then last week against Manchester, and the two home losses were against DePauw and Bluffton. But they got off to a Pretty good start here this afternoon, even though if you look at what they were doing defensively, they looked confused on the first two possessions by Hanover here in this first half of play, and they couldn't get Hanover stopped, but the defense bent and did not break the first drive. When Hanover took the opening kickoff, they drove it down the field and ended up throwing an interception into the hands of Tyler Hanna, and 
Mount St. Joe dodged a bullet there. Then the second time that they, Hanover had the football, they drove down the field again, and they were stopped on downs. But that is when Mount St. Joe seemed to get their act together. And on their fourth possession, with 13.45 left to go in the second quarter, Grayson Roberts caught an 18-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin, and it was a nice one just to fade into the corner of the end zone. Jerry Porter added the kick, and it was 7 nothing Mount St. Joe over Hanover. And then about five minutes later, exactly five minutes later, with 8.45 remaining to go in the half, Hanover came blitzing against Tomlin, but he threw the pass from 44 yards out to Grayson Roberts, and Roberts caught the ball at about the five-yard line. Well, let's go back and say he didn't catch the ball. What he did was he got the ball on his hands, popped it up in the air, battered it off of his face mask, he came down with it near the corner of the end zone and then fell in the end zone to complete the catch. And the 44 touchdown, 44-yard touchdown pass was completed. And suddenly, after the point after touchdown was good by Jerry Porter, it was 14-0. Mount St. Joe over Hanover. But then Hanover came back out, came back. Sean Cohn ran it in from two yards out. Austin Stewart had, did not add the kick as it was blocked. And with 4.51 left to go in the half, it was 14-6, Mount St. Joe on top of it. And then Mount St. Joe came back with 2.18 left to go in the half. Grayson Roberts caught another touchdown pass. It's third of the afternoon, a 55-yarder, this time from Chayton Tomlin. And with 2.18 left to go in the half, that is where we sit right now at halftime. 21-6, Mount St. Joe on top of Hanover here from Schuler Field on the campus of Mount St. Joe University. We are going to be on the road next week, and that will be at Rose Holman. And, of course, Rose Holman, one of the favorites to win the Heartland Conference earlier in the year by the media. So that one, a very big game for the Lions next week on the road, and we'll be on the air with the pregame show for you beginning at 1.30 next Saturday afternoon. Don't forget that time, 1.30, and the kickoff will be at 2 o'clock. So that will be a 2 o'clock kickoff next week. Let's take a look at some of the scores around the area so far here this afternoon as we check in and see what's happening around the Heartland Conference here today. And here's a look at the scores. Rose Holman is on top of Anderson in the second quarter. That score 14-3 so far. Defiance College is leading Earlham 21-7 and Franklin in the second quarter having an easy time with Manchester 34-7 in their game here this afternoon. Mount Union is winning over Ohio Northern outside the conference, 24 to nothing. Wilmington and John Carroll, no score here today. Hiram College is playing Allegheny, and that's at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Wabash over the College of Worcester, 24-21 in the third quarter of play. Ashland at the half is leading Davenport, 28 to nothing. And that's a look at those scores here this afternoon in Division Three football outside of conference play. Let's see if we can't bring up some other scores here from around the country in top 25 college football on this final day of the college football season in the month of September. And let's see if we can get some scores here and get the, the scoreboards going as we take a look at what's happening. Okay, as we look, boy, a lot happening here this afternoon as far as the college football season is concerned and uh, let's see if we move this thing forward and 
All right, here's some scores. Pitt over Rice with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, 35-10. to 10. Florida's beating Vanderbilt with 13 minutes to go in the ballgame, 31-17. to 17. Maryland over Minnesota, 24-17 with 10 minutes to go in the ballgame. Houston is beating Temple with 14.53 left to go in the game, 20-10. to 10. Wisconsin over Northwestern with nine minutes left to go in the game. 31 to 10. Arkansas over New Mexico State University, 42-24 in the, with 8.37 left in the game. Georgia Tech over North Carolina, 27 to 7 with five minutes left. With 13 minutes left, it's East Carolina losing to USF, 48 to 31. Elsewhere, North Carolina State winning by 12 over Syracuse with seven minutes to go in the third quarter of play, 26 to 14. And Boston College over Central Michigan, 21 to 8. That is at the half. Coming up later on today, Baylor will be at Kansas State. Louisville is going to be at Murray State. Of course, everybody knows what's been going on at Louisville this past week. Indiana will be at Penn State. That's going to be a good one. You've got Cincinnati tonight. They are playing at home against Marshall. And Ohio State is on the road in New Jersey taking on Rutgers. And we're about 12 minutes away from second-half action here at Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson, and we'll be back with more right after this timeout here at halftime. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.com. The second half of the college football season begins next week, and the Mount St. Joseph Lions will be on the road for a Heartland Conference game against Rose Holman. I'm Dave Mitchell. Next Saturday, the Mount St. Joe's Lions will attempt to stay in the conference championship race on the road against the Fighting Engineers, who have the number five rushing defense in the nation. Join Blake Watson and I next Saturday afternoon for all the action, beginning with the pregame show at 1.30 and the kickoff at 2. The Lions are at Rose Holman next Saturday at 1.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell back at Schuler Field. Let's take a look at the stats so far here in the first half of action for both ball clubs. So far, first down-wise, pretty even. If you look at the stats, you'd swear this game was an even-steven, but right now it is Mount St. Joe on top of the scoreboard, 21-6 to here at the half. But first downs, Hanover has gotten eight, Mount St. Joseph nine. If you look at the penalties, so far Mount St. Joseph has just had one. There's been no penalties called against Hanover. Third down efficiency, 43% for Mount St. Joe. They're 3 of 7 in third down efficiency, while Hanover is just 2 of 8. So the Lions defense has done a real good job here this afternoon of stopping Hanover on third down. But they have gone for it twice on fourth down. The Panthers have, and they are 1 of 2. Total plays, Hanover's run 35, Mount St. Joe 33. But total yards, pretty even also. 208 for Mount St. Joe, 172 for Hanover here this afternoon. And net yards passing, 149 for Mount St. Joe, 130 for Hanover. 7 of 13 in the passing department for Mount St. Joe, 15 of 25 for Hanover. And that's the surprise here this afternoon, that the Lions have been able to stop the running attack of Hanover. They ran for almost 250 yards last week on the ground against Anderson in their 64-21 to victory. But here today... 
They have not done that. As far as what they have done rushing-wise, they have not done much as far as rushing the football. When you take a look at what they've got, net yards rushing, 42 yards here this afternoon on just 10 rushing attempts. Meanwhile, for Mount St. Joe, 59 yards on 20 rushing attempts. So, really, Mount St. Joe has committed to the run more than Hanover here this afternoon. Punt returns, boy, you look at it, Mount St. Joe has done a better job of returning the punt. One interception for Mount St. Joe here this afternoon. They've also got a fumble recovery here today. And the time of possession, Mount St. Joe has had the football for 16 minutes and 20 seconds, 13 minutes and 15 seconds for Hanover in the ballgame. Chayton Tomlin, 7 of 13 passing for 149 yards and three touchdown passes. He's got 14 touchdown passes on the year so far. Chase Lightfoot, 15 of 25 for 130 yards passing and one interception. Corey Hastings and Michael Williamson have each run the ball six times for 22 yards. Michael Tucker six times for 17 yards. So the Lions have done a good job of spreading the wealth out among their running backs. Each of them have six carries here this afternoon for a combined total of about 54 yards today. Sam Taylor leading the way for Hanover in rushing. He's got five rushes for 32 yards. And then Sean Cohn, three runs for 10 yards here this afternoon. Grayson Roberts with those three catches and all three four touchdowns for Mount St. Joe here today and 117 yards, as long as 55 yards on his reception. A.J. Glines has caught two passes for 15 yards. Michael Tucker, one for 13. And D.J. Martin, one for four yards. As far as Hanover, they've got seven players that have caught a pass here today. But Corey Leppert leads the way with five catches, 72 yards. Jackson Doherty, four catches, 15 yards. Sean Cohn, Matt Pika, Connor Gibson, and Jake Wilson each have one catch in the ballgame. And Sam Taylor, out of the backfield, has also caught a ball here this afternoon. But when you look at what's going on as far as the score here at halftime, it is Mount St. Joe winning it 21-6 to here at the half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson, and we'll be back with second-half action on UltimateSportsTalk.com coming up after this. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delhine, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by JPAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph Broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. My mom. My mom. 
Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, a couple of programming notes here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. As we said, of course, next Monday night, this coming Monday night, Mark Donahue and I will have the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show. The Indians are heading into the playoffs, and right now they are trying to battle for the top spot in the American League. Houston just a game behind them for the best record in the American League and home field advantage throughout the AL playoffs. So that will be coming up here on Ultimate Sports Talk starting at 9 o'clock on Monday night, so be sure to join Mark and I for that. Then next week we've got a pair of football games for you, both on the road on Friday night and Saturday. On Friday night, Roger Bacon, the Spartans, will be on the road up in Dayton to take on Chaminade Julien. Where Chaminade Julien is unbeaten on the season. They are leading the GCL Northern Division along with last night's foe for Roger Bacon, Alter. So Roger Bacon will be playing Chaminade Julien. Rob Rickenbaugh and I will be on the air with the pregame show at about 6.40 coming up on next Friday night as we're on the road near Dayton. And then coming up on Saturday, of course, as we've been telling you throughout this one, the Lions will be on the road, and they will be playing at Rose-Hulman. Rose-Hulman so far today is winning their football game as they they had the contest this afternoon. And let's check more scores here today and see where they stand right now. But we'll be on the air with the pregame show on that one. One thirty. That game is going to kick off at 2 o'clock. Now, most of the games have been kicking off at one thirty, but next week's game against Rose-Hulman is going to kick off at 2 o'clock. So be sure you join us then. And Rose-Hulman right now this afternoon is leading over Anderson 21 to 10 in the second quarter. Defiance over Earlham 21 to 7 and it's Franklin in the third quarter winning over Manchester 41 to 7 in their ball game this afternoon. So Blake and I will have the game next week and that's at 2 o'clock at Rose Holman as the Lions go on the road. They're looking for their first victory of the season here at home. And so far this year, they've been managed to be road warriors. They're 2-0 on the road this year with wins over Capital on the first weekend of the season. And then last weekend at Manchester. But when they came home to face DePaul and Bluffton in the opening game of the Heartland Conference schedule just two weeks ago here at Schuler Field, they could not come away with a victory and they ended up losing that game 32-31. to So they're 0-2 here at home and they're looking for their first home victory and it would be nice on homecoming if they would be able to do that. And of course the Lions are going to get the opening kickoff to start this second half of play and if they can take the football down the field and put the ball into the end zone they could put a final nail in the coffin for the Panthers here this afternoon because they lead it 21-6. to Jayton Tomlin three touchdown passes to Grayson Roberts for a total of 117 yards in the ball game. And your score here at the half, it is 21 to 6. 
Mount St. Joe leading over Hanover. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson, and we'll be back with the second half kickoff of this afternoon's ball game from Schuler Field. Mount St. Joe leading at 21 to 6 here at the half. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments. Those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead till someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hot safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. I want to thank my mama for loving me so much, for taking me out to the park, for reading me books, for taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot in ballet rehearsal, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, for having the chance to take you to the park, for reading you those books we enjoy so much, for being able to take you to your therapies after you twisted your ankle. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Remember, visit aarp.org slash caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Going to be a fun day tomorrow when the Bengals go to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Interesting stat. The Cleveland Indians have lost three games in the month of September this year. The Cleveland Browns have also lost three games in the month of September. So there you go. That, that just shows you just how good the Cleveland Browns are. If the Bengals don't come out of Cleveland tomorrow with a victory... There ought to be an investigation by the NFL. We're set to go for second half action here this afternoon at Schuler Field. 21 to 6. Mount St. Joe on top of it. The wind now kicking up. It's blowing to the north end of the field. And Hanover is going to be kicking right into that wind as they are going from right to left across your computer screen. Glines and Tucker back set to return this one. And we'll see just the case of Speakman. And it'll be taken in by Glines at the 10 on the kickoff. Glines cuts it to the 15, to the 20, to the 25, and he is going to be brought down at about the 29. And Speakman is back out there. He was out there to return the kickoff, not Tucker. So Speakman appears to be okay, and he'll probably be back into the ball game at some point here in the second half. But Mount St. Joe's going to take it over for the first time here in the second half of play. And they've got it at their own 29-yard line, 21-6. to They lead it. And this is a very important possession. Boy, they could put a nail in the coffin of Hanover here this afternoon and make it very difficult for them to come back in this ballgame if they can drive down the field and score. Martin goes all the way out to the left-hand side. Ball in the far hash mark. Two receivers out wide to the near side. That's Glines and Roberts all the way out. 
Moving in motion is Tucker. Tucker at the wide receiver spot. Williamson is going to get the handoff right up the middle, and Williamson, who starts at running back, takes it across the 30, out to the 31-yard line for a gain of... They'll give him about two yards on the carry, and it brings up second and eight. And let me correct myself. That was Corey Hastings. Hastings running the football. Hastings had six carries in the first half, 22 yards. Matter of fact, Hastings along with Tucker and Williamson, each had six carries apiece. Second down, eight yards to go, Tomlin looking upfield. He's going to throw the ball into the flat and tried to get it to Hastings, and he dropped the ball and then was hit immediately by the linebacker on the outside, Zach Donnan, out of New Albany, Indiana. Boy, he just plastered Hastings. He was not going to let another bobbled pass be caught. And now it brings up third down and eight for the Lions. Martin goes out wide to the left-hand side. 14-10 remaining to go in the third quarter. 21-6. Mount St. Joe leading it here in this third quarter. We've just begun. Dropping back Tomlin on third and eight. He's going to run it right up the middle. He's got a lot of room. Cuts it to the near side to the 35 to the 40. Gets a block and he's run out of bounds at the 43-yard line on that left shoulder that he hurt in the first half, but he pops up right away. And he's got the first down after a gain of about... 13 on the carry, and it's first and 10 for the Lions out to their own 43-yard line. Martin and Tucker. Now Martin leaves the ball game, and Tucker's going to stay in at wide receiver. Treyon Taylor goes out wide to the left-hand side. He's slot left, excuse me. Martin is wide to the left. Glines and Roberts to the near side on the receivers, and now Tucker out of the pistol lines up to the right of Tomlin. Ball is snapped. Tomlin drops back, looks down the middle. Now he's going to flip it out into the flat to Glines, and Glines got pushed from behind, and the official said, you were behind the line of scrimmage, so it's legal to push you there. And he was correct, and that'll bring up second and ten on the incompletion. Three touchdown passes this afternoon from Tomlin to Grayson Roberts, and that's where Mount St. Joe has the lead, 21-6. to here today looking for their third victory second conference win of the season Tomlin on second and ten ball at the 42 yard line handoff goes to Tucker off left tackle out across the 45 maybe to the 47 yard line gain of five yards on the carry and it'll be third down and a long five yards to go for the Lions they're going to spot him at the 42 47 yard line so a gain of just four excuse me and it'll bring up third and six so third and long now in the first half, as we told you. The Lions had a great third down efficiency. Let's see if they can continue that here in the second half. Third down six, Tomlin. Barking out the play with Tucker to the right. Drops back. He's going to flip it up the field to Roberts. Roberts inside the 45 of Hanover territory down to the 40-yard line. Nice play on a 13-yard completion to Roberts. First ball he's caught today without making a touchdown. Ball resting at the 40 of Hanover and first down for the Lions as the drive continues. Trips out to the far side for the Lions as they go with the no huddle. Out of the pistol. Roberts is down to the near side. Tomlin takes the snap from center. High snap. Looks up the field. He's going to throw that fade on the right side. And Roberts gets pushed and a flag is thrown on the play. 
Boy, the DB, Terrell Anderson, the freshman out of Indianapolis, he got beat on the play and just shoved Roberts out of bounds. And the pass interference will be called against Hanover, and it'll be another first down for the Lions. And they will spot the ball. And they will spot the ball all the way down inside the 30. And they'll mark it at the 25-yard line. So first and 10 for the Lions with 12.17 to go in the third quarter. 21-6. Lions on top of it, and they're trying to score another one here to open up the second half. Tomlin looking over the defense. And he's got that puzzled look on his face again like he did in the first half of the one play. A lot of movement on the line. Flags are being thrown. Free play. Tomlin's going to throw it into the corner of the end zone. to Tyler Harry. Touchdown! Hannah caught the football! It was deflected by the DB, but Hannah came down with it in the back of the end zone. And the touchdown makes it 27-6 of the flags are against Hanover. A lot of movement by Hanover on the line, and let's wait and see. The officials are conferring. And it will be offsides against Hanover. The touchdown will count. 25-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tatum to Tyler Hanna, the junior DB out of Cincinnati Summit Country Day. And it's 27-6, fourth touchdown pass of the afternoon by Chayton Tomlin. First one he's thrown that didn't go to a guy named Roberts. So Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. With 12-10 remaining, low snap, and it's put down. Hold is good. Porter puts it up, and it is through. 12-10 left to go in the third quarter. Your score for Stewart Field. It is now Mount St. Joe 28 and Hanover 6. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. 28-6, to six, four touchdown passes today for Chayton Tomlin. Boy, he has done an outstanding job. After starting out the day, one of five. And since then, he has been on a tear. Nine of 17 for 187 yards in the ball game and four TDs, no interceptions. Porter will kick it off. Pika in the backfield along with Taylor Blystein to return it for Hanover. High, deep kick by Porter that Blystein is going to take three steps deep into the end zone and he'll just take a knee. 12-10 remaining to go in this third quarter of play and it's a 22-point Mount St. Joe lead. Next week, Rose Holman. The School of Engineering, which has been a stout football school for several years. And the Lions will need to pick up a victory next week to keep their dreams of a Heartland Conference championship alive. Lightfoot still in the ballgame at quarterback. And he's got Messmore in the backfield with him just to the right. Trips out to the right-hand side. Handoff goes to Messmore, and Messmore takes it across the 25, out to the 27-yard line for a gain of two. Now check that. That is Sean Cohn. They've gone a lot with Cohn here this afternoon. Messmore is their feature back, but... 
Cone seems to be running the football a little bit better than Messmore has. So they're sticking with him, at least to start the second half of play. Lightfoot, after lighting things up on the scoreboard, or on the field, not necessarily the scoreboard, early in the game, trying to regain some sort of momentum. Now he's got two running backs in the back, and the handoff goes to Cone. Fake handoff. He throws it out to Pika, and the ball hit Pika in the back and popped up in the air and fell incomplete. Pika's looking back at Lightfoot going, what are you throwing the ball to me for? I wasn't even looking for it. So the incompletion stops the clock with 11.27 left to go in the third quarter. 28-6. Of course, our next broadcast game is Roger Bacon football, and that will be coming up against Chaminade Julian next Friday night, 6.40 with the pregame show, 7 o'clock with the kickoff high school football here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Lightfoot in the backfield with Cone just to the left of him. Spread formation. Drops back. Lightfoot's going to throw it up the right side against Hannah, and it's going to be incomplete. And there'll be a flag thrown on the play. I think Hannah used a little bit too much of his off arm, his right arm, trying to get the ball up the field to Leopard. And Hannah just used a little bit of his right arm to shield Leopard from trying to catch that pass. And the pass interference penalty will go against the lines. That's their second penalty of the day. And it will be pass interference against Hannah. 11.22 left to go in the third quarter. And one thing the Lions don't want to do is allow Hanover just to run up and down the field on this possession and get themselves right back into the ball game. Right now, Hanover down by 22. So again, spread formation. Cone lined up wing left now. And the handoff goes to Cone, and Cone across the 45, out to the 47-yard line. Gain of four on the carry. It'll bring up second and six. They have shown a lot of formations here today, mainly out of the spread. They've even had two running backs a few times in the backfield. Second down, six yards to go as we're under 11 minutes and running left in the third quarter. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Taylor Bleistein. Bleistein lines up, trips to the far side. Cone in the backfield, fake handoff, and slinging it upfield and complete to Doherty, and Doherty dropped the football. He was wide open by five yards. Lightfoot dropped it right in Doherty's lap at about the 30-yard line, and Doherty just dropped the football. He was looking at the end zone before he ever caught the ball. So it's third down and six yards to go for Hanover at their own 47-yard line. Boy, Doherty would love to have that one back, but that's the second drop that he's had today. 15 of 27 passing today for Lightfoot. 130 yards, but a couple of them have been dropped. Lightfoot drops back on third and six. He's going to throw it into the flat, complete to Cone. Cone at the midfield stripe, and he's going to be dropped just shy of the first down inside Mount St. Joe territory to the 48-yard line, but he's a yard short. And it'll be fourth down in a yard, and down by 22, I think Matt Theobald, the second-year head coach from Hanover, is going to roll the dice and say go for it, and he will. The quarterback... 
Lightfoot is coming over near the sideline to get the play. Play clock already down to 15, and he is just getting into the huddle right now. Play clock down to 10 as they break the huddle. They may have to take a timeout here. Theobald on the sideline saying, hurry up. Receiver's going out wide. Play clock at 3. Lightfoot just gets the snap off. Handoff goes to Cone, and Cone struggles forward, and he's got the first down, down to the St. Joe 46-yard line, a gain of two and a first down. But he used about every second of the play clock to get that first down play in. So first down and 10 for Hanover. 9.40 remaining and running. Left to go in this third quarter. 28-6. to Mount St. Joe with the lead. And fake handoff. Lightfoot is going to throw it out into the flat, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to his intended receiver, Sam Taylor, but he just couldn't get it to him. He threw it just a little too low. So it's second down and 10 yards to go for Hanover. Boy, Lightfoot can really lay the ball. He... He shows flashes of being extremely accurate, and then there are times where you kind of wonder where he's throwing the football. Leppert goes out wide to the right. He's leading the Panthers in receptions today. Trips out to the near side. Make hand offhand. Throw out into the flat to Doherty. Doherty running sideways instead of forwards, and he's going to be caught at the 48-yard line for a loss of a yard. Doherty thought there that he could outrun everybody, and he just could not do it. And the tackle made by Terry Calloway, the sophomore defensive back from Ballard High School in Louisville, Kentucky. So now Doherty's going to leave the ball game. He has not exactly had the greatest of days. He's dropped a couple of passes, and that time, instead of cutting it upfield, he wanted to run parallel to the line of scrimmage. So it's third down and 12 yards to go for Hanover. Trips to the far side. Dropping back Lightfoot. Looks to his left first, now goes to his right up the middle, and it's going to be intercepted by St. Joe. Bringing it back to the 35, to the 40, and the interception is made on the play by Tyler Hanna again. Well, he came up from his safety position, and he just picked that ball off, and there's a flag down, thrown back at the 35-yard line, and let's see what that is. I think the interception is going to count, but they're going to call... Maybe an illegal block in the back. And it will be. A block in the back called against Mount St. Joe. So the interception will stand, but the Lions will not have the type of field position that they thought they were going to have after the interception by Hannah. Well, he had two last week, and he's got one this week. He's played an outstanding plus. Yeah, he had the, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's his second interception today. He's been outstanding also. And he almost had a touchdown pass. Yeah. So it's 28 to 6 with 8.31 left to go in this third quarter. And St. Joe with the football. They've got to mark back to their own 25-yard line. Handoff on the end around comes to Tucker. And Tucker's going to be hit and dropped. Now check that. Naraya Brooks carried the ball on the jet sweep. And Brooks takes it out to the 22-yard line. Loses three yards on the play, so he lost three, and it's second down 13. Well, this may be the last Saturday that we're going to watch people in shirt sleeves. Boy, just gorgeous weather here this afternoon. We go west next week to Rose-Holman. We'll see what the weather will be like then. 
Tomlin running the play clock down. It's under 10. Gets a high snap. Fake handoff. Throwing the flat, and it is complete again. This time it goes to Cooper Earls. Cooper Earls, a freshman from Blue Ridge, and he caught it over the middle for a seven-yard gain, and it brings up third and five right at the 30-yard line. Nice catch on the slant in by Earls, his first catch of the season. Tomlin with Williamson in the backfield. Fake handoff, looks out to the left, and it is going to be complete, complete again on the play. It goes to Cooper Earls, and Earls out to the 41-yard line, 42-yard line, first down on the 12-yard reception. 7.18 left to go, and boy, Tomlin has been on target since that first quarter of play. Just completely on target all afternoon since the first quarter. Actually, the first three possessions he was having trouble. Glines moving in motion to the far side on first and ten from the 42. Handoff goes to Williams. Cuts it out to the left-hand side. He's going to be hit behind the line and struggle to the 41 for a loss of a yard. Boy, he contained that. He could have lost a lot more than that, but they're going to stop him right at the 41. Well, they might put him at the 42 just for no gain. Kind spot by the officiating crew, and it brings up second and ten. So second and ten, ball still at the 42-yard line. Williamson to the right of Tomlin this time. Receivers on wide on both sides. Dropping back Tomlin after the snap. Looks up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped. First sack of the afternoon by Hanover. Takes him all the way back to the 37-yard line and a loss of five. Tomlin had nowhere to go. Just nowhere to go before he was brought down on the play by Brandon Cochran from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Senior defensive lineman. Once he got a hold of Tomlin, he is not going to let him go. Under six minutes and running left in this third quarter. Wind kicking up. Blowing out to the north here this afternoon. Tomlin with the snap. Drops straight back. Looks down on third and 14. Rolls out to the left. Flips it out to Williamson. Williamson had it in his right hand and then dropped it at a 40-yard line. So the incompletion, the drive stalls for the Lions, and they'll have to punt the football away with 538 left in the third. And that is where we are at right now here at Schuler Field, leading 28-6. to And Porter, who's had better days punting the football today, but boy, his kickoffs have been booming out of the end zone, and right now he's punting the football away with the wind to his back. Flag is almost straight out. Good snap. Porter's going to get it away, and he's going to get another boomer from the 38-yard line. Will hit at the 22. Bounce to the 10-yard line. He'll be dropped at the 15-yard line. 47-yard punt by Jerry Porter. 5.28 left to go in the third quarter. Your score, Mount St. Joe 28, Hanover 6. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell back here at Schuler Field and running the football right up the middle is Cone for Hanover. He'll take it across 
the 15 out to the 18-yard line. Gain of two yards on the carry. And it brings up second and eight for the Panthers. 5.13 left to go. This is a big drive for Hanover. I know we keep talking about that, but this one, as the clock continues to move, we've only got about 20 minutes of football remaining. And they are down by 22. They need to get a score on the board here quickly. Two-yard gain by Cone, and he's still in the backfield. Check it. It looks like Blystein is in the backfield now with Lightfoot. And Blystein is going to get it around. No, that is Cone. Cone is going to get it around the left end. He's going to take it across the 25, but a flag thrown right at the left end, and there's going to be holding called against Hanover. So negate the run. Penalty is going to be called against the Hanover offensive line. Looked like it might have been the left tackle on the play, which would be Dylan Neff. Looked like he just caught Nolan Miller and wrapped him up, and that's what opened it up around the left end by Cone. So the 10-yard penalty will mark them back. Spot of the foul was almost at the line of scrimmage, so that will mark them back six yards back to the 10-yard line. And it will bring up second down and call it 16 yards to go. Clock running, four and a half minutes left in the third. Lightfoot with Cone to his left. Ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back Lightfoot. No pressure. Throws it over the middle. Complete to Doherty. Doherty dropped the ball again. Doherty had the first down, but he just got the ball stripped away from him. You don't like to keep stats on drop passes, but Doherty, it's been pretty easy today. He's dropped three of them. And all of them have been when there really hasn't been anybody around him. And there goes the gong again, as Blake said, one of the new additions. Blake, just stopping in and out on this afternoon's game, just because as sports information director and this being homecoming, he's got a lot of responsibilities here today. 4.20 left to go in the third quarter. We just appreciate it when he's able to pop in. Dropping back Lightfoot. Lightfoot near the goal line. He's got to throw the ball away, and he does, and it's bounced in front of the intended receiver, and that was Taylor Blystein. Lightfoot just couldn't put enough air underneath it. Incompletion, and Hanover will have to punt the football away from their own 10-yard line, so the Lions should get good field position here. Set to return the football is Speakman, and Glines is the up back, but Speakman is just back at about his 50-yard line. Punting the football away is Ward. Ward from his own end zone. Gets a high spiral kick into the wind. Speakman's going to fair catch it right at the 46-yard line in Hanover territory. 4.06 left to go in this third quarter. Your score, it is Mount St. Joe 28, Hanover 6. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. Back here at Schuler Field, it is 28-6. Lions with the lead in the football. Dropping back to Tomlin. Tomlin's going to run it right up the middle, and he's going to be dropped for a two-yard loss. Boy, there was just nothing opening up there for Tomlin, and he was brought down by Antoine Baldwin. 
So a loss of a two yards from the 46 back to the 48-yard line. And it brings up second and 12. Tomlin with Corey Hastings in the backfield. Under three and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. 28-6. to six. Mount St. Joe with a 22-point lead here on homecoming. High snap, handoff goes to Hastings. Hastings right up the middle, across the 45, down to the 40, inside the 40, and down to the 35-yard line. 13-yard gain for the big guy, Corey Hastings. Hastings, boy, when he gets running north and south, he can really do some damage out of Dayton Carroll. 230-pound sophomore, 6 feet 1 inches tall, and he stays in the ballgame. First and 10. For the Lions at the 35 of Hanover. Hand off to Hastings again. Hastings right up the middle again. Inside the 30 to the 29, maybe the 28. Gain of 7 on the carry. They'll mark him down at the 29. So a gain of 6. Second and 4. And now the offensive line enforcing their will against this defensive line of Hanover. Max Svoboda, our pregame interview today, leading that offensive line. 2.45 left to go in the third quarter. Second down, four yards to go. Tomlin looking over the defense, sees what he likes. Hands it off to Hastings again off the left-hand side. Cuts it to the left and back to the right. Down to the 27-yard line. Two-yard gain, and it's third down. And about two yards to go for the Lions. They need to get to the 25 for a first. And now wholesale substitutions for Hanover's defensive line coming in. I think Matt Theobald sees that his D linemen are gassed right now. Tomlin on third and two. Ball at the 27 of Hanover with Hastings to his left. And Tomlin will take the snap. Hand off to Hastings right up the middle to the 30 yard line, to the 25 yard line. And he'll be stopped at the, right there at the 25 yard line. Depends upon where they mark it. He is very close to the first down. And they're going to mark him just shy of the 25. And they're not even going to bring in the sticks. They're just going to call it fourth down. So the Lions on fourth and call it less than a football are going to go for it. I can't believe that they didn't go ahead and measure that thing. So it's fourth down and less than the length of the football. At the 25. And now... Tomlin comes in under center. Boy, he's barking out a lot of things and tried to get some movement by Hanover. Play clock at five. Tomlin's still looking at the sideline. Play clock down to two. And he's going to take the snap, and then they'll call delay of game. Boy, the Lions took a lot of time. I think there was maybe some indecision there as to whether or not they wanted to go ahead and go for it. And when they finally decided to go for it, it was too late. So a minute 19, it's going to knock the Lions back five yards back to the 30. Tomlin wants to go for it here on fourth, but you got Porter, who's a weapon, as a field goal kicker, and the wind is to his back, and now the Lions are saying, nope, let's go for it. So on fourth down and five yards to go, they need to get inside the 25. They're back to the 30. So on fourth and five, the Lions will go for it with a minute to go in this third quarter, leading by 22, 28 to 6. Tomlin with Tucker in the backfield. Looking things over. He's taking his time. Play clock only down to 15. Now Tomlin gets the snap. Drops back. Throws the slant in. Complete. And it looks to go to Martin. And Martin is close to a first down, but he's not going to get to the 25-yard line. He'll be stopped at the 26. 
So the Lions will turn it over on downs. That was Michael Tucker coming out of the slot position to catch that pass. So the Lions turn it over on downs with 44 seconds exactly left to go in the third quarter of play, leading by 22. I think that's the play that they wanted to run on fourth and length, the length of the football, but they just couldn't get the play called in time, and Tomlin took a lot of time snapping the football. So 44 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Hanover with it. Ball at their own 26-yard line. And Chase Lightfoot comes back out. 17 of 33 passing with two interceptions and 133 yards today. A lot different than what it was last week. Hand off to Cone. Cone across the 25, out to the 26. And they'll mark him down after about a yard gain at the 27-yard line. Clock continues to run. Number 32. And they really don't have to even snap the ball again, but I think they're going to. Play clock at 30. Game clock at 25. Lightfoot getting the team up to the line of scrimmage. Receivers out wide on both sides. He's got Cone in the backfield with him. Ball at the 27. Second down, nine yards to go. Throws it out into the flat. Incomplete to Doherty. I know Lightfoot has played five games this year, and Doherty has been in every one of them. But the way Doherty's catching the football today, I don't think I'd throw to him at all the rest of the game. 8.9 seconds left to go. Doherty has dropped three passes today that have been right in his bread basket. And those three catches may have changed the trajectory of this ball game. 28-6 right now. Lions on top of it. Lightfoot. Drop straight back. Lions blitzing. Lightfoot is going to be hit behind the line and drop all the way back to the 15-yard line. And a fumble on the play, and the Lions have come up with it. Lions came up with it on the play. Spencer Kandra came up with the fumble recovery. And they'll take the ball over at the 15-yard line. 2.7 seconds left to go in this third quarter. So the Lions come up after the sack with the big fumble recovery, and they've got it first and 10 at the Hanover 15-yard line. 2.7 seconds left to go in the third. Hastings back into the ballgame at the running back position. Coming out slot to the left-hand side is Mario Brown back into the ballgame also for the Lions. Tomlin, he's going to throw it up the left-hand side to Martin, and it is incomplete. We tried to get him in the left corner of the end zone, and it was just a little too far for Martin. And that's the end of the third quarter of play from Schuler Field at Mount St. Joe University. And your score now, it's the Lions 28 and Hanover 6. So it was 7th grade, February. I was at a friend's birthday party but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning, I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in 8th grade. I was determined to get back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is, it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. 
And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit familiesfightingflu.org. So as we enter the fourth quarter of play here from Schuler Field, it's 28-6. to six. Mount St. Joe with the lead and the football. They'll be going from right to left across your computer screen. And they've got it at the 15-yard line, second down, 10 yards to go as we open up this fourth quarter of play on a sunshiny Saturday afternoon. Hope you're enjoying this one. Trips out to the far side, ball in the near hash mark. Hastings in the backfield. Handoff, fake handoff. Tomlin's going to keep it right up the middle, and he'll just drop himself down at the 15-yard line. He saw an opening, but just couldn't get through it in time, and Hanover closed it up quickly. No gain on the play. It'll bring up third down and 10 yards to go. 14-40 and running, left to go in the ballgame. Lions looking to win their first home game of the season. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hastings in the backfield out of the pistol for Tomlin on third and ten. Tomlin drops straight back, looking into the end zone. Now runs it up the middle. He's going to flip it into the end zone. He's got a receiver caught. Oh, what a catch on the play. Is that Hastings? It is. Hastings caught it and then immediately went down on his knees and bent backwards, but he caught the football. Fifth touchdown pass of the afternoon by Tomlin. This one from 15 yards out to Corey Hastings, and it's 34 to 6. Mount St. Joe on top of it. And Tomlin is playing outstanding here today. Boy, he drew the players in and ended up flipping the ball over the head of the defensive back, and Hastings caught the football on the left-hand side of the end zone, and now Porter will come in to attempt the extra point with 14-16 left to go. Good snap. Porter, ball is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. 14-16 left to go in the ball game, and Mount St. Joe has opened up a 35-6 lead here this afternoon. Hey, after years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern has moved. They had their grand opening last weekend, and they moved just yards behind their past location on Delhi Avenue into the Delhi Plaza, but only the location has changed. The Wishbone Tavern is still serving the best wings and burgers in town and offer a, a relaxed, family-style atmosphere with a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings. Your mouth's going to water from the time you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern is part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joe's football. The Wishbone Tavern open every day at 11. And don't forget, they've moved into the Delhi Plaza, just yards behind where they used to be. 14-16 left to go in the ballgame. Mount St. Joe well on their way to upping their season mark to 3-2. and two. Porter will kick the ball off. It is a low end-for-end kick that's going to go out of bounds. That's the worst kickoff I have ever seen Porter make. He is usually very consistent, and today he has been absolutely good at the kicks, driving them into the end zone. But today, on that one, boy, he did not get a good foot into it. It went out of bounds, and let's see what Hanover decides to do. They're going to go ahead and elect to take the football to the 35-yard line. So that's where they will take it. Let's take a look at the scoreboard here while we've got the opportunity. 
Defiance leading over Earlham 27 to 14. Rose Holman over Anderson 21 to 10. That's at the half. And in the third quarter, Franklin having an easy time with Manchester today, 48 to 13. Mount Union also beating Ohio Northern 30 to 7. And that's a look at the scoreboard around the conference and outside the conference in D3. Lightfoot throws it out into the flat, and it is complete on the play to the tight end, rolling around the left-hand side across the 45 and out to the 50-yard line. <coughs> Wilson with the catch. And the 18-yard gain takes it all the way out to midfield on the play. Jake Wilson, check out with the catch. So Wilson with his second reception of the afternoon. First and ten. Lightfoot is going to throw the ball up the field, and it is complete on the play on a nice diving catch by Connor Gibson, the sophomore out of Lexington. Inside Mount St. Joe territory to the 30-yard line. 20-yard reception on the play, but boy, you can't get any prettier than that on the catch by Gibson. First and 10 now for Hanover. Out of the hurry up at the 30 of Mount St. Joe. Lightfoot throws it over the middle. Complete on the play to Corey Leppard, and he gives himself up down to the 23-yard line for a gain of 7. And it's second down and 3 yards to go. He just caught the ball and fell to the turf. Hanover wants to get a score as quickly as possible and maybe even onside kick here. Lightfoot throws it out into the flat, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Connor Gibson, who just made the spectacular catch, and that one, he just dropped it, and then goes back and says, my bad, to the quarterback, Chase Lightfoot. Lightfoot started out hot. Now he's 19 of 36 passing for 168 yards, two INTs. 13-13 remaining in the game. Lightfoot drops straight back. Looks to the right. Now goes to the left. Throws the ball over the middle. He's got a receiver. That is complete on the play. And it is taken in by Gibson. And Gibson takes it inside the 10 to the 6. Gibson found himself open underneath in front of the linebackers. 13 minutes exactly left to go. Wholesale substitutions for the Lions defense. Cone in the backfield with Lightfoot. Of course, Lions are just playing prevent, basically, just trying to keep Hanover in front of them defensively. Dropping back is Lightfoot. He's going to throw it into the corner of the end zone, trying to go to Pika, and it's incomplete. Pika was right there, guarded by Tyler Hanna. And the incompletion makes it second down and goal to go. Ball right at the six-yard line. So with 12.40 remaining in the ballgame, 35-6. to six. I don't think I've ever seen the Mount St. Joe coaches to the right of us in the coaches' box so calm as they are right now. 12.40, Lightfoot is going to throw it in the flat. It's complete to Leppert, and Leppert's going to be hit right at the 6 and dropped. They're going to spot his forward progress to the 5, but he didn't come anywhere near the 5. He was hit immediately after catching that football, but they'll give him the 5, and it's third down and goal from the 5-yard line, 12-20 remaining. 35-6, to the mount. Boy, if we could give away a star of the game, there would be three guys today that you could give away a star of the game to on the Lions squad. Lions showing blitz on the play. 
Dropping back Lightfoot. He's going to throw it out to the flat to Cone. Cone's going to try to cut it inside the end zone. Reaches in at the one, and he just got the nose of the football to break the plane for the score. 11.57 left to go in this third ball game, excuse me, and it's now 35-12. to St. Joe with the 23-point lead, but now what will Hanover do? Will they go for the extra point or go for the two? Looks like they're going to go ahead and go for the extra point with 11.57 left. 35-12, to 12, Mount St. Joe on top of it. And in to attempt the extra point is Austin Stewart, and he's going to put it up, and it is good. 11.56 remaining to go in the game, and their score on the field. It's the Lions 35, Hanover 13. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Just a great crowd here this afternoon for homecoming at Mount St. Joe. 11.56, they've been entertained here today. It's 35-13, Lions winning on homecoming 2017. So let's see what Hanover has in store. As they get ready to kick the football off, Mount St. Joe expecting an onside kick, and it'll be kicked deep. And Glines is going to take it into the end zone, and then he's going to step out. He decides he better come out, and he will at the 10-yard line to the 12-yard line. And, boy, he has just creamed on the play by Marcus Dunbar. You almost could have looked at targeting on that play, but nonetheless, the officials didn't throw the flag, and Glines... Just a little slow getting up, but I think he's all right. So the Lions will have it first and ten at their own 12-yard line. Glines didn't. He actually stepped out of the end zone. And that's when he knew he had to come out. We've got a Blake Watson spotting. He's, he's down near the net, down underneath the flagpole. He went to get the football that... They just kicked the extra point with. So Blake doing everything today, including being maintenance man. Tomlin hands it off on the left-hand side to Williamson. Williamson across the 15-yard line to the 16-yard line for a gain of four. Nice first down run by Williamson. He's getting a lot of attention here this afternoon. The sophomore running back out of New Richmond, Ohio. And he's done an excellent job out of the running back position. Williamson... Eight carries, 26 yards this afternoon. He's to the right of Tomlin. Tomlin with the ball at the 16-yard line on second down and six yards to go. Hand off to Williamson. Williamson right up the middle across the 20, and he'll be brought down at the 25, and that could have been a face mask. Looked like he was brought down by the face mask, but no call. Gain of eight on the carry out to the 25-yard line, and it's a first down for the Lions. Nice run by Williamson with 11 minutes and running left to go in the ballgame. Next week, Rose Holman. 2 o'clock to kick off on that one. Make sure you mark your calendars for the 2 o'clock kickoff. Williamson to the left. Ball in the near hash mark. Trips out to the far side. Tomlin looking over to the sideline. Barking out the play. Play clock 
inside 10 now, gets the snap, looks up the left side, he's going to throw the ball, the glines on the fade, and it is complete and out of bounds, outside the 45 to the 47 yard line. They'll mark it right there, a 22 yard reception for glines and a first down again for the Lions. Boy, that fade has worked all day long in the first half to Roberts and now there to Glines. First and 10. Lions at their own 48-yard line with 10.26 remaining in the game. Williamson in the backfield. Martin on the near side. Single receiver out to this side. As Tomlin takes the snap, high snap, and handoff right up the middle to Williamson. He's going to take it to midfield and stop right there after a two-yard gain. The Lions have had a good mix of run and pass today. They've done a nice job of keeping Hanover off balance. Ten minutes and running left to go in the ballgame. Lions with the lead, 35-13. Second down, eight yards to go from midfield. Williams, Williamson to the right of Tomlin. And Tomlin will take the snap. Play action, throws it out to the right, incomplete. Trying to go to Trayvon Taylor and just way in through his hands. Nine. 40 remaining. Now Glines is going to come back into the ball game. And Trayon Taylor will leave the contest. Taylor's gotten more playing time here this afternoon. A lot of people got more playing time just simply because Presswood did not play today. And we'll know more about his status for the rest of the year coming up later this week. Third down, eight yards to go. Ball right at midfield. Tomlin drops straight back, looking over the middle. He's going to run it up the middle. Got a lot of room to the 45 into Hanover territory. Dives forward to the 41, and he knew exactly where the first down marker was, and he went down immediately. And now there's a man down in the backfield for Mount St. Joe. Looks like one of the offensive linemen. And it is. That is Chase Bright from Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. He's up and he's going to run off under his own power after the training staff got out there to try to help him. He's going to immediately go over to the bench. I think he just got a little stinger in his leg and he comes off and bangs his helmet on the field and did not want to come out of the ball game, but he has to after the official called the timeout. So the Lions now, the clock regains starting. Ball at the 42-yard line. Of Hanover, first and ten for the Lions as the clock continues to run. 9.15 remaining in the game. Trips out to the far side. Tomlin with Williamson in the backfield. Fake handoff. He's going to throw the ball up the middle, and it is incomplete to Martin. And ball was batted down at the line of scrimmage. Tipped, and Martin could not come back and get it. 9.07 left to go. Now Hastings is into the ball game for the first time on this drive, and Williamson will leave. Well, you could look at Williamson today. You could look at Roberts, who's got three touchdown receptions. Tomlin's got five touchdown passes. Speakman, the way that he's played today. Hannah, the way that he's played today. It's been a total team effort with just some guys doing a lot. Second down, ten yards to go. Tomlin claps the hands, drops straight back on second and ten. He's going to try to run away from the... Rush and he cannot get away from it. He's, he's going to be brought down at the 45-yard line, a loss of three. And it'll bring up third down and 13 yards to go. He was grabbed by Colton Snodgrass and Antoine Baldwin. He just could not get away from those two. 
So it's third down 13, and now Hanover goes with the nickel defense. Spread formation, Martin, single receiver out here to the near side. Hastings in the backfield, trips out to the far side on third and 13 from the 45 of Hanover. Tomlin looks up the left-hand side. He wants to go to Martin. It is complete to Martin. He's at the 35, struggles forward inside the 35, run out of bounds at the 37-yard line. And he is close to a first down, now not close enough. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 32. He needed to get, they've got him marked at the 33. He needed to get to the 32. So it's fourth down a yard, and that is now St. Joe will go ahead and go for it on fourth and a yard. 8.14 left to go, and they come up to the line of scrimmage in a hurry. Hastings in the backfield with Tomlin. Tomlin gets the offense set, gets the ball, hand off to Hastings. Off the right side, he's got the first down to the 30, flag thrown into the middle of the line. It'll be holding against the Lions. Hastings takes it down inside the 25 to the 22. Gain of 14 on the carry for Hastings, but they're going to call a hold against the offensive line of Mount St. Joe. And that's what it is. Holding with eight minutes exactly left to go in the football game. So the hold will knock St. Joe back, and now they will bring in Porter. You would think to punt the football away. But he's also the field goal kicker. They're going to mark it all the way back to the 43-yard line. So it happened right at the line of scrimmage. Fourth down and 11, and Porter's going to punt the football. So Porter will punt it away from about his own 42-yard line. And Pika is back set to return. And a lot of movement. Boy, low snap from center. Porter's going to get it away, and the ball is partially blocked. It goes straight up in the air. Flag thrown. Ball's going to hit at the 40, bounce backwards, and it'll be down by St. Joe at the 42-yard line. Basically, no punt. There was He didn't even get any roll out of it. It went right back to almost the original scrimmage, and maybe a one-yard punt for Jerry Porter, and you don't see that every day, especially out of Porter. Looked like it might have been partially blocked. Lions had Tyler Hanna come in late on the play as one of the Jets on the outside. And the officials, I think, are trying to confer and see whether or not he got lined up before the ball was snapped. And then it was a poor snap. And Porter picked it up. And now the officials are done talking. And it will be an illegal substitution against Mount St. Joe. But I don't think Hanover is going to accept the penalty. They will not. Play will count. And Hanover is going to take it over first and ten at their own 42-yard line. After all that is said and done. So 7.37 left to go in the game. And now they will go ahead. And they'll move the football out to the 47-yard line. I'm not sure why they got the penalty and the football. So anyway, it's first and 10 at the 47. Lightfoot is going to be hit behind the line and dropped. Wow! What a play! by Terry Calloway coming in from his linebacker position and he just grabbed Lightfoot by the shoulder pads and rammed him right down on the turf at the 42 for a loss of 5. It brings up 2nd and 15. And of course Hanover down by 22. They're running the hurry up. Lightfoot. Play action. Don't know why but he throws the ball up the field and it's incomplete. 
tried to go to Pika up the left-hand side. Everybody in the place knows you're going to throw the ball, so the play action at this point in time means nothing. If they run the football, that's doing a favor to Mount St. Joe. You need to throw the football down by 22 with seven minutes to go in the game. So it's third down, 15 yards to go. And over again out of the hurry-up. Spread formation. Now Cone moves from the right side of Lightfoot to the left. And Lightfoot drops straight back, looks to his right. Now runs away from Nolan Miller. He was held, but no call. He's going to throw the ball up the field. Lightfoot, and it's knocked away incomplete. Nice play by, again, there goes that man, Tyler Hanna. Boy, he's had a great day today, too. 6.57 left to go in the ball game. 35-13, and Hanover's going to punt the football away. So the further you go into the conference schedule, the more the conference standings shape up. You're going to see Rose Holman probably win today to go 3-0. and Franklin, they're up big. They're going to go 3-0. and Mount St. Joe will go 2-1. and Anderson's going to lose. Bluffton is off today. Good snap from center, and Hanover will punt the football away. It will bounce at the 20-yard line, inside the 20 to the 15, and inside the 10, and be downed at the 7-yard line. And that's where they'll start. 6.47 left to go in this ball game. Your score, it is Mount St. Joe 35, Hanover 13. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. 35-13 the score, 6.47 remaining. Mount St. Joe takes it over first and 10 at their own six. That's where they've got it. Tomlin's going to throw the ball out to the far side, and it is complete. Looked like it went to Robertson. It did. He broke a tackle across the 20, and he's outside to the 22-yard line. 16-yard reception on the play. They'll mark him down at the 21. 15-yard reception on the play, and it's a first down for the Lions as they get out of the shadow of their own end zone. Boy, gutty call by the Lions. They're deep in their own territory. 6.22 remaining in the ballgame. Tomlin on first and 10 from their own 21. Gets the snap. Hand off to Hastings. Hastings cuts to the right. Now back to the left-hand side, and he's going to be dropped at the 22-yard line for a gain of a yard. Yeah, they'll put him out at about the 23. So two-yard gain calling for Hastings. And it's second down, eight yards to go. Hastings, 12 carries today. 49 yards, just about what he did last year against this Hanover team. Over in Indiana, though. Under six minutes and running left to go in the ballgame. And these fans from Mount St. Joe are not going to leave disappointed on homecoming Saturday. Tomlin with Hastings to the right. Trying to milk as much off the play clock. Now he rolls out to the right on the play action and throws over the middle and it is incomplete but a flag is thrown right at where the pass was being thrown looked like there was a lot of collisions going on might be an illegal man downfield against the Lions looked like somebody on the offensive line released 
too soon, and that's what it is. A legal man downfield. So the five-yard penalty will knock St. Joe back inside the 20 to their own 17-yard line, and it'll bring up second down and 13 yards to go. So they get the down over. 5.34 remaining in the ball game. Clock stops on the penalty. Second down, 13 yards to go. And now the official, I think Matt Theobald, out there. I, I think maybe he's talking. He didn't want to accept the penalty. It was an incomplete pass. And he's saying, I'm, I don't think I want to accept that because that would bring up third down and eight instead of second down and 13. And I think the officials just assumed he was going to accept it. And now Theobald goes out and gets things situated. He's not going to accept the penalty. So it'll bring up third down and eight. Smart coaching move by Theobald. And the officials, I don't even think, bothered to go back and ask him if he wanted the penalty. So it's third down and eight yards to go. 35-13. St. Joe on top of it, but it's third down now. Tomlin with Hastings to the left of him. Gets the snap. Drops straight back. Looks over the middle. He's going to dump it off over the middle to Hastings to the 30, 32, 33. He's got the first down on the 11-yard reception and a first down for the Lions. Boy, Hastings just released out of the backfield, and Tomlin found him right over the middle for the first down reception. 5-21 and running left to go in the ballgame. Lions up 35-13. Hastings, boy, has he played well today. That three-headed running back trio that the Lions have had today has played well all throughout the ballgame. Tomlin, hand off to Hastings. Cuts to the left, now back to the right. He's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and no game. Ball out to the 33-yard line. So it's second down. Ten yards to go for the Lions. Now Williamson is back into the ball game, and Hastings will leave. Trayon Taylor out of the ball game also. And into the contest at the receiver spot is Spencer Dufresne. He's in for the first time this afternoon. 427 and running left to go in the ball game. A lot of looking back by the offensive line. Play clock under 10. And Tomlin with Williamson to his left gets the snap. Drops back. Looks out to the right hand side and it is incomplete and almost intercepted. Boy, almost intercepted by the left corner on the play, Markel Yeast. He about came up with a nice interception, but instead it brings up third down and nine. 4-10, yes, left to go. And it's third down nine, ball at the 34-yard line. Mount St. Joe in their own territory. Cooper Earls is slot left. All the way out wide left is... Michael Tucker, now he moves back up on the line. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. And whistles are blown. And I think we've got a delay of game, and we do. Second time today that the Lions have been hit with a delay of game penalty. Not sure if Tomlin lost sight of the play clock or what, but... That's the second time it's happened. The first time was on fourth down. 
and the Lions still ended up picking up the first down on the subsequent play, but this time it's now third down, and it knocks it back, makes it third and 14. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw the ball deep up the middle. He's got a receiver incomplete. Boy, he threw it up the middle to Mario Brown, and Mario Brown was thrown just a little behind him. Otherwise, he might have been able to pull that one in. 4.03 remaining to go in this ball game, and now the Lions will punt the football away with their weapon, Jerry Porter. Porter would just as soon forget the last punt. Not only was it a bad snap, but he only got a maybe a yard on the punt if you're feeling charitable. And that is not the Jerry Porter that we've come to know. Good snap that time, and Porter's going to get it off, and this is more of a Porter punt. And it'll be taken in by Pika at the 40-yard line on the fair catch, and that's where Hanover will start. 3.55 left to go in this ball game, and your score it is now Mount St. Joe 35, Hanover 13. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. Well, while you're away, Lightfoot tried to throw it out into the flat to Cone, and Cone let it go right through his hands incomplete. So second down and 10 yards to go from the 40-yard line. Hanover in their own territory. Next week we're at Rose Holman. We'll talk more about that after the ball game. Lightfoot drops straight back. Looks up the middle and he's going to throw the ball into the flat. Complete on the play. Nice reception on the sideline by Connor Gibson. Gibson's done a good job. He didn't start the ball game, but he's come in at the wide receiver spot. And he's got the first down inside Mount St. Joe territory to the 48-yard line. First and ten for Hanover. They have lost. This will be their fifth in a row to Mount St. Joe. Ball thrown up the field to Leopard, and it is incomplete. Good coverage on the play by Darren Chandler. So it's incomplete. And it brings up second down and ten yards to go. We can just see the dejectedness in the body movement by Hanover in the last five minutes. Hannah on Leopard down here on the near side, dropping straight back is Lightfoot. Lightfoot throws it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Boy, he had, again, Connor Gibson wide open at about the 30-yard line, but he again, he threw it high and behind him. We talked about it in the first half. If... Lightfoot was just a little more accurate with his throws. He'd have a lot more completions in this ballgame, maybe a different complexion, but he has not been accurate today on his tosses. 3.11, the clock stops on the incompletion. Left to go in the game. Dropping back, Lightfoot. He's going to look down the middle, throws it over the middle, and is almost intercepted. Julius Fisher stepped right in between the intended receiver and Lightfoot on that play and almost came up with his first interception, but it's incomplete. And it is fourth down 
and Hanover's going to go ahead and punt the football away with 3.07 left to go. They are down by 22 in the game. 35 to 13. In to punt the football away. Jonathan Ward from Aventura, Florida. And dropping back is Speakman at his own 15 to catch us with no rush. And he gets a nice end-over-end kick that's going to go out of bounds at about the two-yard line, but they'll spot it. Boy, he had the wind to his back, and he took advantage of it. They'll spot him out of bounds at the seven-yard line. That's where Mount St. Joe will take over. First and ten from their own seven. 2.59 left to go in this ball game. It's 35-13, to 13 Lions. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place. The official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAP has the NFL Sunday ticket with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. Well, the day is complete for Chayton Tomlin, and back into the ballgame is Braden Tidd. And Tid is going to take over a quarterback for the final three minutes of this ball game. He played in the first quarter when, if you recall, Tomlin went out with that arm injury. But he came back in after three plays. And that one is a handoff up the middle as Tid just hands the football off to Darius Pearson. Pearson from Pickerington, his first carry of the day. He runs it out across the 10 to the 11-yard line for a gain of four, and it brings up second and six. Tid, boy, he is well put together. A sophomore, 6'1", 215 pounds out of Bedford, Indiana, looking at the clock, and the Lions are going to milk this thing for all it's worth. He's probably not going to have to snap it until about the two-minute mark as the play clock is down to eight, the game clock at 2.07. Tid, looking things over, now he'll take the snap. Handoff goes to Pearson. Pearson takes it out to about the 12-yard line where he's hogtied and brought down like a bucking bronco in a rodeo. And a gain of maybe a yard. It will bring up third down and five yards to go. Outside the 10 to about the 12-yard line with a minute 42 remaining in the ballgame. Tid brought in to clean up the mess and end this one at the quarterback position. Receivers out wide on both sides for Mount St. Joe as they're going to go to 3-2 and two on the season, 2-1 and one in conference play. Fans leaving, but they're standing by the railings to watch the end of this one. Tid, hand off to Pearson. Pearson tried to get off to the right-hand side, slipped, almost fell down, and a flag is thrown in the middle of the scrum at the offensive line. Brought, a lot of the offensive linemen are pointing towards Hanover for Mount St. Joe, and let's see what... The call is going to be the officials have clocked, stopped the clock with a minute 14 to go. And I, I think it is going to be a penalty against Mount St. Joe because they went right over to Matt Theobald and it will be holding against Mount St. Joe. They immediately went to Matt Theobald and said, do you want this one or not? If you recall, a couple of minutes ago, they called a penalty against Mount St. Joe in the previous possession and marked off the penalty and then realized that Theobald didn't want to accept the penalty. So now there's a timeout taken on the field, and it will be taken by Hanover. That is their first here 
in the second half, so they'll have two remaining. I'm not quite sure why they would take a timeout here with a minute 14 to go in the ball game. It's 35-13. to 13. It would take an unbelievable ending for them now in the last 74 seconds to score 23 points and win this football game, or even 22 to tie it and send it into overtime. So Porter's going to come in and punt the football away. And he's going to punt it out of his own end zone. Ball at the 12-yard line. With a minute 14 to go, Porter lines up. Good snap, good thing. Kick is away, and it's a high end-over-end kick that Hanover, Cone, is going to take in at his own 43-yard line. So a 33-yard punt by Jerry Porter. And Hanover has it first and 10 at their own 42-yard line with a minute 8 left to go in the ballgame. We're going to go over scores, stats, standings, and all that coming up on our postgame show right after this one is over. And Hanover, with two timeouts remaining, they're going to try to put something on the scoreboard, I would think. Here's there in Mount St. Joe territory at the 42. Lightfoot still in a quarterback. He's got Cone off to the right. Lightfoot looks to the left, and it is incomplete. Trying to go to Taylor Blystein. He's not targeted Blystein very much today out of Tampa, Florida. And he tried to there, but couldn't get the ball to him. Incomplete second and ten from the 42 of Mount St. Joe. Just four seconds elapsed off the clock on that play. If they keep running four second plays, they might get back into this one. If they can score on them. 35-13, Lightfoot drops straight back, hit as he threw, and he threw it out into the flat to Cone, incomplete. On the left-hand side. And that brings up third down and ten yards to go. Now for the Panthers. Minute two left to go, only three seconds elapsed off the clock there. So they're being very efficient in the amount of time that is elapsing off the clock during their plays. Gibson and Leopard come out to the near side. Those are the two that he has targeted the most here in the second half. Lightfoot, third down and ten. He looks to the left the other way. Now he's going to throw up the right-hand side, complete to Gibson at the 32-yard line. He's close to a first down. After a reception of ten, they'll give him 11 at the 31, and it is a first down for Hanover. 55.5 seconds to go. Clock starts as they reset the chains. And the clock down inside the 50-second mark. First and 10 at the 32 of Mount St. Joe. And Lightfoot is going to throw it over the back shoulder, and it is complete to Leopard. And Leopard is out of bounds near the 10-yard line. They'll spot him right at the 10 after the 21-yard reception and another first down for Hanover. Of course, Mount St. Joe playing a really soft zone right now. They just want to keep the ball in front of them. 41.9 seconds to go. Ball out of bounds. So the clock stopped, dropping back Lightfoot. Lightfoot looking up the middle, and he's going to throw it into the back corner of the end zone. Is it caught in the back corner of the end zone? It is for the score for Hanover. And that makes it 35-19. Let's see, is that Connor Gibson? Yes. Is that Connor Gibson? It almost looked like number five, but it may be number nine. He's over on the far side. I can't... 
tell who it is. They're going to give him credit. They're going to give Connor Gibson credit for the touchdown, but that may have been number five that caught that pass instead of number nine. So it is 35 to 19, and the extra point is up and good by Stewart. And with 36 and a half seconds left to go in the ball game, it is now 35 to 20. Mount St. Joe leads it by 15. So it is a two-score game now, but with only a half a minute left, 36 and a half seconds left to go, you would still think that Hanover is going to try to attempt an onside kick here. And that is what new full-time head coach Ty Hopperton is expecting. If you missed it, he had the interim tag taken off of his name earlier this week, and it was officially announced that he is the new head coach, the fifth in the history of Mount St. Joe's 28-year history of football. So he is the new head coach for the foreseeable future. And Hanover will tee it up, and they will kick it off from their own 35-yard line. And Mount St. Joe is expecting an onside kick because they've got their hand team out there within... They actually have 10 men within the five-yard box between the 45-50-yard line, actually the 45 and the 45. But now they will attempt the onside kick. It takes the bounce. Boy, kicks away, and it will be taken in by Mount St. Joe in their own territory at the 41-yard line, and that, for all intents and purposes, will do it. 33.9 seconds left to go in the ballgame. 35-20, St. Joe leading it, and they've got the football, and they look to end this football game here this afternoon and win their second consecutive game. Go to 3-2 and two on the year, 2-1 and one in conference play, while Hanover will drop to 1-5, and five, and they will be, or 1-4, and four, excuse me, and they will be 1-2 and two in conference play. Mount St. Joe will be firmly entrenched in that third spot of the conference, and they've actually got their destiny in their own hands. If they can win out, they could win the conference title. Because you got to figure somebody along the way, like last week, beat Bluffton, so that knocks Bluffton right down to where we are. Tid coming in, and he's going to just take a knee, and he will. And that should do it. Well, the clock has not started running yet. The officials are saying run the clock, and the clock is still set at 33.9 seconds to go for some reason. Nobody wants to start the clock. It's still stuck at 33.9. The officials are saying start the clock, and nobody up here, it won't run. <laughs> the clock will not run. They're pushing the button, but it is stopped, and that's going to do it here this afternoon. So... The clock is going to end up stopping right at 33.9, but the two teams are meeting out at midfield, and the coaches, Tyler Hopperton and the coach for Hanover, Thad Theobald, meet, and that will do it here this afternoon. Your final score here today, it is Mount St. Joe 35 and Hanover 20. Jim O'Shea, Ohio State football All-American and NFL Super Bowl champion on achievement. Hi, I'm Jim O'Shea. Trying to show the students who play school sports and that better attendance records, higher grade point average, fewer discipline problems, 
and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teaches leadership, character, and provide the foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game. And remember, always keep the student first and student athlete. This is brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. The second half of the college football season begins next week, and the Mount St. Joseph Lions will be on the road for a Heartland Conference game against Rose Holman. I'm Dave Mitchell. Next Saturday, the Mount St. Joe's Lions will attempt to stay in the conference championship race on the road against the Fighting Engineers, who have the number five rushing defense in the nation. Join Blake Watson and I next Saturday afternoon for all the action, beginning with the pregame show at 1.30 and the kickoff at 2. The Lions are at Rose Holman next Saturday at 1.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, good news this afternoon for the fans here at Mount St. Joe on homecoming 2017 as the Lions win it by a final score of 35-20. to So Mount St. Joe goes out to a 3-2 and overall mark. They are now 2-1 and in the Heartland Conference, while Hanover falls to 1-4, and and they are 1-2 and in conference play. First home victory of the year for the Lions as they now up their home record to 1-2 and on the year. They are 2-0 and on the road, and they'll be back on the road next Saturday afternoon at Rose-Holman, and we'll have all the action for you here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Mount St. Joe at Rose-Holman, and that will be at 2 o'clock next Saturday afternoon. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1.30 from Rose-Holman. Well, the score at halftime was 21-6, to and Mount St. Joe got the opening kickoff of the second half. Tyler Hanna received a 25-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin. Jerry Porter added the extra point, and with 12-10 left to go in the third quarter of play, Mount St. Joe had extended their lead out to 28-6. And then just a few minutes later in the fourth quarter, with 13-16 left to go in the ballgame, Corey Hastings caught a 15-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin. Porter added the extra point again, and it was 35-6. to But Hanover wouldn't give up. They came back, and on Sean Cohn's 5-yard pass from Chase Lightfoot, with 11.57 left to go in the ballgame, they pulled within 22 again, 35-13, and then it took them until 36 seconds left to go in the game, and they scored another touchdown on a pass from Chase Lightfoot to Connor Gibson from 9 yards out, and that made the score 35 to 20 here this afternoon. So, with this victory here today, as we take a look at the scores from around the conference, and then we'll bring you up to date on what the conference standings are based upon what happened here today. Rose Holman defeated Anderson 35 to 17. Defiance over Earlham 34 to 14. And Franklin College, they totally annihilated Manchester today. 69 to 19. So what does that mean as far as the standings are concerned? Rose Holman and Franklin are at 3 and 0 in the conference. Mount St. Joe now is at 2 and 1. And they are all alone in third place because Anderson, Bluffton had the day off and Hanover, Manchester and Earlham all lost and Defiance who was in last place is now 1-2 and two on the year. So basically, for all intents and purposes, it's a three-team race for the Heartland Conference Championship after the first three weeks. Rose Holman and Franklin at 2-0, and oh, and Mount St. Joe at 2-1 and one after today's victory. We'll be back to go over the stat story and wrap things up from Schuler Field right after this timeout. Look around here. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs. 
But in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know whether they'll get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. The next meal could come from you. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Ohio. This is sportsmanship. School sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. So 35 to 20, Mount St. Joe pulls out the victory here today by 15 points. Taking a look at some of the individual stats, Chait and Tomlin just outstanding today. 16 of 31, five touchdowns for 286 yards, no interceptions today for Tomlin. He's got 16 touchdown passes and four interceptions on the season so far today. Corey Hastings, another outstanding running game. 13 attempts, 50 yards in the ball game, his longest. 13 yards, he averaged just under 4 yards a carry. Michael Williamson getting his first extended look at running back today. He had 10 rushing attempts for 37 yards. And Michael Tucker moved into the backfield today. 7 carries, 21 yards on the afternoon for Michael Tucker. Receiving-wise for Mount St. Joe today, Grayson Roberts, boy, he was a horse in the first half. Three catches for three touchdowns. He ended up with five receptions today, 145 yards, a long of 55 yards, which was a touchdown catch. He had three TDs on the afternoon. A.J. Glines had three catches for 38 yards. Corey Hastings, two catches for 30 yards. Tyler Hanna with one catch for 25 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Earls had two catches for 20 yards. D.J. Martin, two catches for 15 yards. And Michael Tucker had a catch for 13 yards here today. As far as Hanover was concerned, well, at the quarterback position, Chase Lightfoot, 27 for 54. 50% completion ratio for Lightfoot today. 252 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Sam Taylor had five Rushing attempts for 32 yards, averaging 6.5 yards a carry. Sean Cohn had 8 carries for 22 yards. And Corey Leppert was their leading receiver with 8 catches for 102 yards. But at the end of the day, Mount St. Joe extended their mark to 3-2. and 2-1 and one in conference play with the 35-20 to 20 victory here today. Hanover next week, well, they will be on the road. They'll be playing Bluffton, and as we said... The Lions are going to be on the road playing Rose Holman next week, and that will be a very, very big ball game as the Lions will be going up against one of the teams that is in first place in the conference, Rose Holman, and they will be 3-0 and heading into that football game. Our thanks to all of the staff here at Mount St. Joe, including Blake Watson, the SID, for helping us out here this afternoon. Our thanks to all of our sponsors who make these broadcasts possible. But most of all, our thanks to you for listening here this afternoon. And thanks goes out to our producer, Greg Mitchell, here this afternoon at UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell reminding you once again the final score on this homecoming Saturday afternoon. It was Mount St. Joe 35 and Hanover 20. Until next week, have a good week, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University football. This game has been brought to you by the Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Pro-
promotions, call 330-464-1970. Mount St. Joseph University, the wishbone on Delhi. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, call 330-830-9760. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation. Thank you.